Welcome to the WinFL Show. Welcome to the Outer Hebrides. Uh, this is the WinFL Show. I'm Ian McKinnon, joined as ever by Dave Somerville. How are you doing, Dave? Um, exhausted. I think it's the best way to put it. It's been an exhausting few days in free agency, and we'll do our best to cover as much as possible. But I mean, we're, we're, we'll be here for the next two, three weeks if we want to cover every single one. So. We'll do our very best, but yeah, I'm I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, so the, the legal tampering period, I hate that word, <laughs> tampering. Yeah, just, it, it sounds it, so wrong. wrong. The legal tampering period opened already, and so many moves. Free agents were just running around, signing all over the place. Uh, perhaps not with your Rams, unfortunately, Dave. Sorry to, to say that, but That's, they've been you. pretty quiet so far, haven't they? <laughs> in the wrong direction, they've been quiet. Well, in the right direction, they've been quiet. In the wrong direction, they've been very almost actively busy um you know we've we've lost one of our absolute cornerstones of the entire franchise in Jalen Ramsey for pittance absolute pittance and I know we, we've got some serious cap issues but this is getting beyond a joke now we, we've got there's so many players we've lost our um all-pro kicker Matt Gay uh, I think he signed for the Colts, um, mm-hmm. if I remember rightly. He's actually, is he the highest paid kicker in the league now? I, I think he is. I Someone, think, I'm sure somebody four, said I that. I was four, four years, 22 and a half million is what I've got written down. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, we're, we're not only in full rebuild mode, we're, we're digging up the foundations to see if we can basically jump ship. Not even, it's not even rebuilding. We're just, jumping the ship before it collapses because i think that's what kind of is at the moment um yeah it's been just, it's, it's just donald's yeah, aaron donald and cooper cup really are the only ones that are really untradeable with matt stafford nearly there but i think you know someone like lamar came up i think stafford will be gone that's the only people yeah i mean it's uh you're right there's a couple of what what you would consider untradeable players uh but you would probably have considered ramsey to be one of those and I did. You did, uh, but he's gone. So what yeah. we're going to do is uh, we're going to jump into it. Way too much to cover. If we tried to cover every single transaction, this would be a seven-hour podcast. And by the time we'd finished it, it would all be out of date anyway. Um, as I say, the, the window is open. Now, the, the actual trade window is at 4 p.m. Eastern time today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when teams can actually talk to free agents uh, for the likes of, so for example, Lamar, as you already mentioned. So at 4 p.m. Eastern, which is 9 p.m. for us. Yeah, it's an hour and a half time from from when we're recording. An hour and a half from now. So it's currently just coming up half past seven on Wednesday the 15th. So what we're going to do is we're going to run through these, the ones that have already happened as quickly as we can. Apologies to listeners if we don't cover every single player that your team has been involved in some teams have been absolutely crazy over the past couple of days but we will do our best and if anything breaks we're going to do that as well just a couple of things just in the last few minutes um the cowboys have confirmed they are releasing ezekiel elliott it's a big one that's a very um, big one yeah especially with pollard being franchise tagged as well as we just said last week um yeah Exactly, we, we said the way, wow. the way Pollard had played. Um, I, I don't want to say it made Elliot expendable. I think it's more the fact that it is 
you know, that almost 11 million in cap space being freed up. So we can sort of see where they're coming from with that. Uh, that's just the last few minutes. Also, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster um, is signing with the Patriots. I love I love Juju, but that that's that's putting down in my estimate. I think it's probably just the Patriots connection. I I I really I like Juju. He he's a character, you know. He's he's a very very skilled receiver. But um, I, I think his his TikTok videos will probably slow down. Yes, I I I imagine so. But what I I'm surprised that um, it's Juju that's heading to the uh, Patriots and not DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, because I. I Hopkins is available as well. <laughs> and just... Bill Belichick is a massive fan. He certainly He's a is. huge fan. Now, let's not discount the fact that they might still go for Hopkins. Just this saying. is true. Just yeah, saying. I, I, you know? Uh, and, mm-hmm. and as I said to you earlier, who knows where Lamar's going? If he ended up in the Patriots, I would die. So uh, uh, we're, we're not even going to contemplate that. We're going to go through these as quickly as we can. So we're starting the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills. They didn't really sign many players. It was more re-signing players. Yeah. Um, uh, a couple of notable names. Matt Milano signed a two-year extension. Great player. So that's him through to 2026. Uh, Jordan Poy, the, the um, safety, is a good two-year deal. And they oh, re-signed gee, yeah. Sam Martin, the punter. Uh, three yeah. years, 7.5. Five million with four point one million guaranteed for a punter. I love it. That's what I like to see. Get the punter yeah. some money. Um, other than that, they've been a bit quiet. They've not done an awful lot yet, but of course, anything could change. We will try and keep you uh keep you all in the loop as things happen here. So we then move on to the Miami Dolphins. Sorry, Dave. So the Dolphins have been very busy. They signed Mike White a two-year deal from the New York Jets. They then signed, uh, re-signed, I beg your pardon, Raheem Mostert in a two-year, 5.6 million deal. Um, They then traded for cornerback Jalen Ramsey from the Los Angeles Rams in a trade in exchange for a 2023 third-round pick, which will be number 77 overall, and tight end Hunter Long. Before we continue, Dave, I have to get you your view on this. First of all, I mean, I know it's your team, but what a steal for the Dolphins. How do you honestly think the Rams agreed to this trade? In my mind, it's it's insanity. It's it is insanity. Um I, I think that I think maybe Ramsey thought it was time to go. Ramsey kinda of wanted out. Now you've got a choice in that situation where you you can have a standoff with the player and his agent, who's clearly in his ear, blah, 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 you can get more money, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and I, I think, I, I mean, they, they, apparently they want to do best by Ramsey, but the Dolphins were only willing to offer a, th- uh, a third and uh, a tight end that I've never heard of. So <laughs> that's how effective that's been. Um, but look, I'm never going to forget what Jalen Ramsey has done for the organization. It's an absolute steal for the Dolphins. You've got uh, Ramsey on one side, and uh, it's going to be crazy. Tyreek Hill, Waddle on the offense, and then them two on defense. Xavier and Howard, yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, you've got to look at this and see. Everyone knows that having an elite cornerback is one of the best things that you can have. Having a shutdown corner just saves you so much hassle 
Every coach, every defensive coordinator would tell you the same thing. Having that one guy where you can essentially just let him do his thing, don't need to worry about that side of the field, or don't need to worry about that player, or you know what, whatever it is, your, your situation. For a third rounder and a tight end who, let's be honest here, has not really lit it up, that's, it, it just, I, I don't understand it. See, um, second or third choice tight ends? Maybe for the Dolphins, yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, Mike Kosicki's their their number one tight end. Yeah, he's, well, he's, he's not he's not he's not going to come to the Rams and be first choice tight end because we've got Tyler uh, Higby. Well, exactly. You, I mean, it's a backup tight end. Exactly, and it's just it's another backup tight end. So unless he's got a really favorable contract, um, or the Dolphins are paying the whack of his contract, that's the only thing that that that's that's the thing that kind of made make the Rams really go yes. We we need to do this is the cap. Because I think, uh, if I remember rightly, Ramsey is—I think he's a twenty. He's over a twenty million dollar cap hit this year. Um, so I think he's the third or fourth highest paid cornerback in the entire league. So, yeah. um, and we we have no cap space whatsoever. We are tens of millions over that cap right now, which is why there's been no re- no signings whatsoever. There's been no. I think they're looking at every single contract to try to restructure as best they can so that they can get that number down. I'm, um, I'm, I'm fairly shocked that they couldn't restructure some some players there. I, I am. Yeah. I mean, because you're looking at players like Aaron Donald, as you've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Stafford, we know he's on a massive contract. Mm-hmm. Um, Cooper Cup, did, did Cooper Cup get paid last year? Yeah, he did. So he did, he, he's, after the Super his Bowl. cap... Yeah, so his cap penalties, well, or he's you know he's going to be earning in the region of thirty million this year. Right. Uh, Stafford's going to be earning in the region of forty million this year. Aaron Donald, I think, is slightly more than that as well. So, you know, the, the three players alone are taking up so much, but surely something can be done to restructure these contracts. But we we have no we have no kicker, we have no punter, we have no long snapper, uh, offensive line that's hanging on. Barely. Um, I, I think we might be enough to put together one team of offensive line uh, players. Look, we're, we're in dire straits. It's just, we're, we're going to be, you know, chomping at the bit for that number one pick next year. I reckon. But, I so think this is the start. Do you, do you honestly think that, I mean, how much faith do you have in Sean McVeigh that he's doing the right thing and maybe he's he's got a plan in place? I mean, you have to think that they've got a plan in place for this because otherwise that's just, I, I don't believe that a team one year, well, will be two years come, come next off season removed from a Super mm-hmm. Bowl victory would even be considering what we would call tanking. I, I don't believe teams would tank anyway. No, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't believe it's tanking. What I do believe though, is that less need has mismanaged this, uh, with no foresight whatsoever, which is why we are in this situation. The contracts are not um, team-friendly in any way, shape, or form. I'm trying to think of a good word to say about uh, the, the way this has been planned because this has not been planned whatsoever. It was a win now at all costs for that Super Bowl. We did win it. We are heavily paying the price now. We, there could have been things that we could have done. We could have restructured contracts, maybe made made a uh, trade here and there um, to create some cap space. Hasn't done, and now we've had to trade one of our best players 
to to get any kind of cap relief, and it's still we don't have we're still not under the cap. That's what the shocking part is. We don't have any cap space, even though our fourth maybe largest player um, is 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 kind of been traded away for pittance. That's mismanagement, and yeah, I d- you know, I it, mean, it's poor poor judgment, poor I, choice. I I can't believe they couldn't get ah. Uh, even a low first rounder for Jalen Ramsey. When I mm. spoke to you last week, I said would happily trade Cortland Sutton for Jalen Ramsey. Now, if we were trading Cortland Sutton and someone offered me a third rounder, I'd be like, no, third exactly. rounder for Cortland Sutton? You insane? Jalen Ramsey? I mean, you're talking about an all pro cornerback. It's it doesn't make sense. But we we can't stay talking about. All day. Uh, we'll come back to the Rams, unfortunately, Dave. Uh, we, we have to move on. AFC East, New England Patriots, as we mentioned, have signed um, Juju Smith-Schuster. He's signing a deal today. Um, they agreed a two-year deal with um, tackle Calvin Anderson. They've re-signed a few players, uh, Rick mm-hmm. McMillan, Jonathan Jones, uh, and Jabril Peppers, two big re-signings there. Yeah. Jonathan Jones, two years, 20 million with 13 million guaranteed. Um, a safety Jabril Peppers, two year, 9 million with up to 11 million in incentives. Uh, so a few moves by the Patriots, fairly shrewd, definitely looking to uh, get some more weapons assuming they're still going with Mac Jones, I think they are. Um, I mean, what do you think of the of the Patriots' moves? I mean, they've been kind of quiet and very Patriot-like mm-hmm. at the moment so far. I'm not expecting huge moves. Obviously, they've brought in Juju in the last hour, um, which I think is going to be massive. And they're basically replacing Jacoby Myers um, yeah. because Jacoby Myers has gone to the Raiders. So mm-hmm. that's... Um, that that's basically Juju's kind of it's like for like they've got one kind of star man for another and I, I wish Jacoby the best I don't necessarily wish the best for Juju anymore um, but yeah the the Patriots do very very savvy moves as always they they tend to um, let players go uh, during free agency uh, they'll go to other teams sign for big money then they'll get released again and they'll come back to the Patriots at a fraction of the price so. You know, if there's any players that are going to be picked up by the Patriots for um, big money, I reckon you have to, half of them you'll see them back there in a few years' time because the grass isn't always greener. Um, and I think we've still got a lot more to see from New England, so let, let, let's just watch this space for now and watch Bill Belichick do his thing. So then we come to the New York Jets. Um, the Jets didn't really do an awful lot bringing players in. Um, they've got. Um, Wide receiver Alan Lazard finalised a four-year, $44 million contract. It's quite a lot for Alan Lazard, but he is a good player. Uh, a couple of players have gone, obviously. Uh, also, um, they re-signed Greg Zarline. Um, uh, one-year deal, up to $3.5 million, And they've re-signed mm-hmm. Quincy Williams on a three-year, $18 million contract. Max is at $21 million with incentives. But the big news, Dave, is everyone's saying including Aiden Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, I, I call him Aiden Rodgers, I don't know why, um, that he's going to be a Jet this year. It Nothing has been finalised. Nothing. Correct. Not a single thing. But I, can we take it that Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the Jets this year? What do you reckon? I mean, the chances are about 85-90% at this point because the only uh, dis- the only kind of discussions left to be had are 
the compensation for Aaron Rodgers and kind of what proportion of his contract is going to be paid by each side because it doesn't look like the Jets are going to pay the whole entire contract because it was agreed with the Packers. So they're they're look they're looking at the kind of fine details. But um, Aaron Rodgers told them on Friday that he didn't want to he wants to go to the Jets. So Jordan Love is looking like the starter. I would be shocked and surprised if. Um, if Aaron Rodgers is still there at the end of the season, I think he's 38. He's got one last round. Um, go to New York. Go to a franchise that's willing to spend a lot of money to try make it. And I think this year, um, the AFC East is going. AFC East. Yeah, AFC East. Uh, yeah, yeah, AFC East is this year's AFC West. Uh, <laughs> where I think there's going to be one or two disappointments, <laughs> but then there's going to be one or two massive improvements as well. So <clears throat> at the moment, it looks like the Patriots are playing catch-up to everyone. It does indeed. Um, so we're then going to move on to the AFC North. Quarterback Lamar Jackson received a non-exclusive franchise tag. Talks will start in about an hour and 15 minutes with other teams. Uh, the mm-hmm. only other thing they did was the only move they have made, they re-signed Traven Mullen to a one-year deal cornerback. They've done there is nothing else bringing players in as of yet, unless something has happened. In I've, got, I've, got, I've, got, I've seen one that's just, uh, oh. the, there's news just come out about the Ravens. Um, they placed a restricted tender on their Pro Bowl QB, Snoop Huntley. So that, that means, <laughs> basically, yeah, I know. I mean, um, They've got the right to uh, match any offer that comes in for Huntley, um, but they would get no compensation for Huntley if they don't. Why don't they just, so, sign, um, them? just sign the man? If you want him uh, on your team. He's a good backup. He's, he's a, Well, co- compared to what he did last year, I think he's probably a decent backup. I mean, you know, the, the backup QB market at the moment, you're looking at kind of one year, six to eight million, kind of averaging out for a decent uh, backup, I'd say. Does that sound fair? But for example, if if someone comes along and, and signs Tyler Huntley, just just for argument's sakes, you know you need a backup quarterback, and Tyler Huntley mm-hmm. knows the offense. If, assuming they they sign Lamar, they re-sign Lamar, yeah. uh, you still need a backup quarterback. And Tyler Huntley is the perfect man to be your backup quarterback. Similar style, not exactly as Lamar, but he knows how to run the offense the same way. Mike, just keep the man there. I'll never understand why teams just put no stock in their backup quarterbacks. It does my head in. It really does. Keep Tyler Huntley there. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, I'm getting heads up. and I'm not going to do that. I promised myself I wouldn't do that. Um, so we're going to move to the Cincinnati Bengals. And all they did was re-sign Jermaine Pratt to a three-year, $21 million deal. Uh, he'll get $10.35 million year one and $15.5 million over two years. That's it. They've done nothing else yet. No movement, really. Yeah. Um, we then come to the Cleveland Browns. Um, and again, they re-signed their centre, uh, Ethan Pochich. Pochich, yeah. Po- Poch- I think it's, it's Pocket, Pochich or Pochich. One, one of the two. Three-year, $18 million deal. You need to keep that uh, stability on your offensive line. We've said it a million times. Defensive tackle Dalvin Tomlinson, they've signed for a four-year, $57 million contract. That's a lot of money for a defensive mm-hmm. tackle but he's a very good defensive tackle. Um, and uh, Obo Oro, 
Okoronkwo. Oh, Apologies. Yeah, go on. Apologies then. <laughs> uh, signed a three-year, $19 million deal. Max value, $22 million, And mm. 12 and a half of that is guaranteed. Uh, but again, not a lot of movement. Just, you know, fairly stable over there in Cleveland at the moment. I never thought I'd say that. Um, yeah. Over in Pittsburgh, um, they agreed terms uh, with Cole Holcomb, the linebacker, a three-year deal pending a physical. And they signed a Patrick Peterson to a two-year $14 million deal, including $5.85 million guaranteed by Tom Pelissero there. So uh, Patrick Peterson, great player, as we know, has been for many years. That still seems like a fair chunk of cash, though. Two-year $14 million. I mean, what do you think of that, David? Get your opinion on that one. Um, it, it, it is... But I, I I do like him though. I I, oh, I he's like a good Patrick player. He's a, he's, a, he's a very good player. I think before the market though, you, if you want to look at the market, I think it's about right, if not even slightly more team favorable um, for for the price tag because you know so some of the some of the players in you know in, in the league, especially this year, they've just blown the records away for the highest figures for yeah. you know for forever. And I I. I like experience. I think he brings experience. So I think, it, you know, it, it's a win-win situation for both sides. He gets a stable contract. The team gets someone with experience. That I, I don't there, I don't see any downside to it, I'm afraid. So I, I think it's a very savvy move. It, it seems like, uh, it honestly seems like he's been playing forever, doesn't it? It, does, it yeah. feels yeah, like he's been in the 34? league. I, it, it feels like he's been in the league for 34 years. It's just... Yeah, well, that's true, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, is he 34? So he'd probably be with his 12th year in the league now? 12? Uh, 11th or 12th year in the league, yeah. But it feels he's, he's, like he's been... He's, sh- he's, he's 32, Patrick 32. Pearson. Good God. Yeah, he's, he's five months older than me. So, yeah, it's, that's, a, that's an interesting one there. Um, oh, but, dear. Do you know? He's been there since he was, what, 21? So I think this is year 11 for him. Yeah, year 11. There you go. Fantastic. Good for you. Good for you, Patrick. Uh, so we then move on to the AFC South. The Houston Texans signed Case Keenum for a two-year, $6.5 million contract. Uh, wide receiver Noah Brown, a one-year, $2.6 million contract. Wide receiver Robert Woods, two years, $15.25 million. Yeah. Including ten million fully guaranteed, max value of seventeen million on that contract. Tight end Andrew Beck, fantastic tight end. Loved Andrew uh-huh. Beck when he was with the Broncos. Two years, six point seven five million contract. Um, Shaq Mason, they got on a trade to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're also getting a seventh round pick from the Bucks in exchange for a sixth rounder. Uh, Chase Winovich, my God, they've been busy. Is expected uh-huh. to sign with the Texans. Um, there's a couple of others, including safety Jimmy Ward, expected to sign with the Texans. Uh, and they re-signed um, uh, the other safety, MJ Stewart, two years, max value of $7.5 million, including a $1.5 million signing bonus. The Texans have done a lot. They've, they've really done an awful lot. I mean, they had that... Um, Second second pick overall? No. Where are they? Are they second overall? Yes. Yeah. So second, they're yeah. second overall pick, but they're signing an awful lot of players in free agency. You got but to look, think sorry, carry on. Look at look at the players they've signed though. This is uh, last year they kind of went youth. You know, they had one of the youngest teams in the entire league. The the key signings are experienced signings. Experience in the <clears> locker room, <throat> experience on the field. So yeah. you got uh, Bob, Bobby Trees. 
Two years, 17 million. So glad to see him getting so getting the bag again. But I think the key one for them they made is Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward is a fantastic team player. He's experienced. I think he's one of the most underrated players uh, in the defensive back um, area. And Chase Winovich, you know where you're getting with him. He's, he's yeah. a good defensive end. Also, Case Keenum is an interesting one because another one that seems to be in the, in the league forever. I can't remember a year without Case Keenum at this point. I'm convinced he's like secretly... Um, you know, Morton Anderson in disguise. <laughs> I think he's just still going kind of thing. But uh, yeah, and Shaq Mason, you know, one of the most experienced guards in the league. So a g- g- great player, great player. A fantastic player. I think the Texans have made improvements. They're still a long way off though. Just, oh, yeah. it's going to be, yeah, they, they, they're, they're not going to do any, make any kind of uh, waves in the, uh, in the division, so but you're talking like three, four. I'd say three, four years minimum away. Depends who they draft, or if they're even open to drafting down. Uh, sorry, uh, trading down. Do, that would be an interesting do, do, one. I, I'm assuming they go for a quarterback. I, I, I know they've to. signed Case Keenum, but Case Keenum's not a franchise quarterback. He just isn't. He's, I mean, the contract says he's not either because he's got a two-year six million. Yeah. So that that that's not starting quarterback money no, whatsoever. No, that's that your, is backup. Yeah. Your, your classic veteran backup. That's yep, exactly what. That's that exactly is. what. You know, it is. I, yeah. Fair, so I, I mean, they're they're going they're going quarterback. It just depends. Uh, there's also rumors about the Panthers trading down from the number one spot now after trading up to get it. So, yeah, it could be a savvy move if they if they see someone they like. I mean, have they not? Am I mistaken? Or have they not signed? Uh, they've signed Andy Dalton. Uh, the Panthers. I'll need. I'll need to. I'll need it, to check that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come. We'll come to I, that. I don't, then, I don't. It might I, have been the Panthers, actually. Yeah, I think it was the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah, but I um I'm curious about where um Sam Darnold has gone as well. I can't remember what that is. I'm but sure we'll. I'm I, sure we'll come to him. At some we'll, point. we'll come to it. Yeah, but um the the point I was making was that um the Panthers have signed Andy Dalton. Uh, and uh, obviously he's he's a kind of questionable franchise quarterback. But I I gave him a kind of good pat in the back last week and said he had a good year last year. The mm-hmm. Saints weren't great, but they mm-hmm. were ravaged by injury. They, it wasn't entirely oh, Andy Dalton's fault. I think you know, no, he, they, he, they were like the second, was it the second most weeks missed in the league or third most weeks missed in the league last yeah, year? Yeah, the Rams, it was just, Rams were right up there. Yeah, yeah. Rams were right up there. Uh, so Broncos, well. Broncos were number one. So yes, all yeah, of our Broncos teams were, one, were so. the most injured teams yeah. last year. Like, oh my it's goodness. It's just horrific. But um, yeah, I, I think if the Panthers stay there, they go QB. If they don't stay there, I think on um, on trade night, on draft night, mm-hmm. I think they can get even more from what they gave up to the Bears for that first pick. I th- I, just to kind of panic stations, some team is going to trade the world for that number one pick. I, I think that. So um, it's up to the Panthers whether they accept or not. So uh, we're going to move on. Uh, still in the AFC South, got the Indianapolis Colts. Now the big news, of course, is that the Indianapolis Colts have released Matt Ryan, the quarterback. So once again, they're without a quarterback. They just don't have one. Uh, they re-signed a wide receiver, Ashton Dolan, a two-year, $9.5 million. Um, Samson Ebukam. I keep wanting to say yeah. Ekuban. It's Ebukam. I keep wanting to say that. It's not. It's Ebukam. Uh, three-year, $27 million deal. That includes $11 million in year one. Uh, and they re-signed Taekwon Lewis as well. The other edge player, $2.1 million, max value of three and a half. 
Um, and of course, kicker Matt Gay, 40 years, 22.5 million. But as you know, Dave, and as yeah. I know, having a consistently good kicker is invaluable in this league. I mean, how many games did we see, you know, just last year, where won or lost uh, on either a last second or overtime kick? It it's happens all the time. They've got themselves a good kicker. You know that. Four years, 22.5. Do you reckon maybe again, as you already mentioned with the Rams, it could have been his contract. They were like, they can't afford this. Get him off. Um, and the Colts have picked him up, up themselves a good kicker. But now the question is, what do they do at the quarterback position? I like Lamar to the Colts in a dome. What do you think? I mean, you like Lamar to anyone at this point. Just a dome team. Just any dome yeah, team. I'd mentioned Atlanta a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was. Um, Indianapolis, that's a good fit. I like that. Absolutely. Well, what, do, do you reckon uh, is Dak going to be the man to really lead the Cowboys? That, that would be an interesting dome. Uh, I, I, I mean, I don't want to see it. I definitely don't. But Jerry Jones... Lamar and Jerry World. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Not sure about that. But, no, but, there's uh, that but what, what do you more think? questions what, and answers. <laughs> what do you think the Colts do, though? Well, um, do I you reckon the they look for a better... reckon they draft? I, I, I think they draft. Because I, I think there's a minimum of four potential franchise quarterbacks in this draft, right? Now, the Colts are... They've, they've got a fairly high draft pick, if I remember rightly. They who, maybe, sorry, who, who, who's the quarterbacks? Bryce Young... Um, uh, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Stroud, yeah. Will uh, Levi's, Will, uh, Will Levi's, yeah. Levi's. Uh, you've got and uh, Richardson. Is it uh, Rich Richardson? Uh, yes, Richardson. Yes, sorry, I've forgotten. Yes, so yeah. these four. Now, obviously, the top teams, all these top teams in there, but say one to eight, the Colts are in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, because the Bears are now at nine. Um, they're they're going to draft one of them. Richardson has been off the charts with his uh, workouts, you know, and um, the, at the combine day, you know, he, he's just been kind of making people sit up and take note, kind of thing. Um, I think if he was in the draft last year, we wouldn't have seen Kenny Pickett going in the first round. That I, I think that's the kind of caliber you're looking with Richardson. So I'm not sure if it's just a step up uh, from last year, such a significant step up. But I, I think that Richardson is one of these kind of dark horses that you, you kind of need to look out for, that he, he could make a huge impact in, on the league. So uh, I wish him all the best. And I think the Colts need to look for a QB anyway. They definitely need to do something um, because they don't have a franchise quarterback anymore. So they need to do something. <laughs> I mean, they have to do something. Maybe they will look at the draft. Um, so, moving on, we then come to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they re-signed C.J. Bethart, uh, two-year, uh -huh. $4.5 million, uh, including uh, $1 million in incentives. They signed a, uh, sorry, they put their non-exclusive franchise tag on Evan Engram. Mm -hmm. A strange move, I thought, but he, he's a very good tight end, but I thought franchise tagging a tight end's not the kind of thing you usually see. Uh, they signed Roy Robertson Harris to three-year, $30 million extension and re-signed safety. Andrew Wingard, fantastic player. Three-year, $9.6 million uh, contract, max value of $13.8 million and includes $6 million guaranteed. So some fairly solid moves there by the Jaguars. Not, nothing flashy. They've not brought mm -hmm. in a huge name or anything like that. I, I do question putting a franchise tag 
on a tight end. I I have to do that um, because it just seems weird. I, I don't know what it is. I'm thinking it, it. He's a very good tight end, but you know you wouldn't put him in the same class as Mark Andrews or or George Kittle or. Um, you know, even Darren Waller or Travis Kelsey. What, what do you think mm. of that? They, obviously, they want to keep this man. They, they I, I must think, do. Yeah, I think what Evan Ingram has showed though is that uh, he's got the potential, and I think he's he's just about in the top five. I think you, the four names that you said, um, there's very very few that will dispute that top four. Five, six, seven is where you you get kind of a lot more differing opinions. But yeah. I, I think it's because of the way the franchise tag works. They they pay they paid him basically for one one year, a set amount of money. They don't have to give him the contract that he's going to demand at this point unless he, he's got another year to prove it that he's worth you know even more money than what he's actually getting or than what he will get. Um so I'm interested to see. I, th- I think it's actually quite a savvy decision by the Jaguars because um, it means that they've still got him for one more year and they they don't have to kind of... Not too much upheaval because he was playing a massive part in that offense at the end uh, of the year especially. So yeah. I actually... I, I quite like the decision. because It's more because they didn't need to franchise tag anyone else. That's, you know, if, if you've got the franchise tag and you can use it, you can use, use it, yeah. it. Yeah, so... Um, it's worth it, or it was worth it in this situation, I think, and I think it's quite a savvy business decision. So they haven't made any kind of upheaval, huge upheavals. Um, Roy Robertson Harris is quite an interesting one because I think he's he, he uh, uh, maybe he's the Jaguars fans like him across the league. He's kind of a bit of a marmite uh, figure. Uh, some love him, some hate him, but uh, you know, three years, thirty million. The Jaguars clearly love him. So um, yeah, not much else to say about that. But they've been pretty relatively quiet but yeah. um I, oh. I think it's another kind of watch this space something else is going to happen and talking about watch this space um i was completely wrong it's eight o'clock <laughs> free agency kicks off because it's literally just kicked off uh it is now eight o'clock here uh which means it's 4 p.m eastern time i could have sworn they were five hours behind us they are they are They're, i'm literally watching nfl network and it's seeing it's 4 p.m eastern time I'm watching it right now. There's our clocks. Yeah, our, our clocks haven't gone forward yet, is it? It's it'll be our. Is it a, a week? A week, maybe that our clocks go forward. Oh, is it, is it March twenty first? Spring, spring forward, fall back. That's they go. Do they go forward a week before us? They might do. They, oh, they do. They do because when they change in October, it's it. Remember, there's a week difference. And we mm-hmm. get that games won out early. That's right. So right. the new the new yeah. league year has officially begun. That's it. Now kicked off. Everyone's going to be phoning everyone else. It's going to be mm-hmm. mayhem from here on in. Um, but what we're going to do is um, take a very short smoke. And uh, so we should continue, Dave, I suppose. So Tennessee Titans, um, they've been pretty quiet, really. They agreed a three-year, $29 million contract with tackle Andre Dillard. Um, uh-huh. Daniel Brunskill is expected to sign a free agent deal with the Titans. And um, linebacker Aziz Al-Shahir signing a free agent deal with the Titans as well. That's by Ian Rappaport. Don't have any details on that yet. They've been pretty quiet. Uh, Morgan Cox signed a 
um, one-year extension, long snapper. Yes, nice one. Get the special teams guys in there. But the Tennessee Titans have been very, very quiet. Um, what do you reckon is going to be happening with the Titans? Because last year they were fairly underwhelming, um, but they don't appear to have made any big moves whatsoever. Do you think they're happy with what they've got, or do you think maybe they've got some plans in the draft as well? I mean, if the rumour will on Twitter is to be believed, then there's a certain agent of one particular Derek Henry is putting feelers out for other teams to see what they'd be willing to trade for him and any potential future contracts for him. So I reckon the the Titans have kind of stagnated a little bit. You know, they they, they seem to be on the up up until the last year or two. Um, Tannehill... How can I do my, my opinion of Tano is that he's a system quarterback in that if you're a run first team, he's really good at play uh sort of the play action. He's fantastic. He, you know, he, he's really good good at the dummy. Um uh, he can make the reads really well. I don't rate him really in uh kind of you know, making game electric deep throws and things like that. Um what what did he have? He had Robbie Trees? There uh, last year was he yeah. they, was he wide receiver one yeah yeah, yeah. Um, didn't make much of an impact did uh, did um, it, it, well did Robbie Treasus at all um, but I, I I can see the Titans potentially moving on um, from Tannehill because his cap penalty is one of the largest in the NFL his his salary is enormous I don't see why or whose idea it was. Um, to to get that, I mean, compared to Daniel Jones, it's it's a great deal. But um, I think you know every deal in the NFL is great compared to Daniel Jones. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I, I think I, I'd say um, watch out for any um, Derrick Henry talk, and also watch out for any QBs that are potentially looking to be traded as well. Because I don't think the Titans will trade for uh, will will uh, unless unless they trade up in the draft. I, I think they'll prefer going for someone more experienced uh, if they do decide to move on from Ryan Tannehill. Um, I mean, they could do. They could be looking at a veteran. Or maybe they could be looking at Lamar. We don't know. Because as, um, we, as we mentioned, it, everyone is open to making an offer to Lamar now. You know, mm-hmm, every mm-hmm. team can do. Obviously, there's some that aren't going to. Buffalo and Cincinnati and uh, Kansas City. Although Cincinnati yeah. could and then just have them as a backup just to mess with the no. Ravens. I mean that's an expensive just kind of just to take away joke. the best weapon. Just like <laughs> thank you very much, we'll do that. Um, I mean, so we're gonna- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean for that kind of for that kind of money that they're going to spend, I think there's well, well we'll tone it down a bit. But there's a Frankie Ball joke to, to say to your rivals, you can uh, write a certain message on the moon for them to see, just to mess with them for that kind of price. So <laughs> that's very I, true. I, I mean, <laughs> I would do that. I would do that over signing. Uh, Lamar, but um, yeah, it's uh, for the Titans anyway. I, I think Lamar should be an option, but at oh, the you, moment, you definitely think, should. It's 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 the fact that it's expected that the Ravens are going to match any offer on the table to Lamar Jackson. So he's already um, apparently rejected a three-year, one hundred thirty-three million guaranteed contract from the Ravens, um, which I think he was probably right to reject, but. Um, you know, you know, in the current market, anyway, he's right to reject it. But the Titans, I, I think, if they can move on from Tannehill, I think they should. If they've got someone in mind to replace him, because you know, you, you always have to be careful uh, of you know who's going to replace him. 
you know, if, if it's someone that you have high expectations of and is a proven quarterback in the league, yeah, by all means, I think that that'll be a great move for them. If not, you, you know, you're always taking a risk, a, a risk in the draft. Yeah, you know, just kind of ask uh, you know people, Carson Wentz, Sam Darnold, even Baker to an extent, though. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, another wait and see. So it's an interesting division at the moment. Uh, is the AFC South? It is indeed, and uh, that brings us quite nicely to the AFC West. And we're starting with my own Denver Broncos. They made a few moves, Steve. <laughs> Um, just a few just a few um some of them i'm questioning oh okay i'm questioning them um they signed jared stidham to a two-year 10 million dollar contract including five million guaranteed i question that i have to admit uh they signed running back samaji pirine perrin pen don't know how to say it. Uh, mm-hmm. Two years, $7.5 million contract, $1 million available in incentives. Now, I like this move, providing yep. they um, hang on to Latavius Murray. I, I like it if they keep Murray. If, if Murray goes, I don't like it. But if, if they've got the two of them, because the, the, the idea is Javonte Williams is not going to be ready for Correct, opening yeah. day. He's going to miss probably a few weeks. Um, they also signed a Michael Burton, the fullback, to a one-year deal. Tight end Chris Manhertz. I don't know why. Maybe it's to replace Andrew Beck, who they literally yeah, just got rid of. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, ben Powers, the guard, four-year, $52 million deal, including 28 and a half guaranteed. Tackle Mike McGlinchey from the 49ers. Five-year, $87.5 million. That includes over $50 million guaranteed. These are pretty big numbers. Um, they signed defensive lineman Zach Allen to a three-year, $45.7 million with $32.5 guaranteed. And they re-signed, great move, Alex Singleton. Uh, three years, $18 million with $9 million guaranteed. Dave, before I talk about this, I'll let you give your views on the Denver Broncos uh, free agency so far. Welcome back, Sean Payton. That that pretty much sums it up because these moves are brilliant. I think they're I think they're really good. Uh, Man hurts, as you said. I, I think he is just bringing. They they needed someone to uh, bring in to cover the hole that Beck's left. Um, they do have Michael Burton as well. Uh, they've signed on a one year deal. He's primarily a fullback, but um, they quite like the combo that uh, Beck offered with, with fullback and tight end last year. I think mm-hmm. that was one of the positives. The biggest signing that I really like is Singleton. Alex Singleton is just, he's to me, I think he's one of the best workhorses in the entire NFL. He's a so, tackling machine. He is, and a three-year 18 million is a steal. An absolute steal. I'm so happy for the Broncos for that. McGlinchey, hate his career so far in the NFL so far uh, he's been a 49er since he was drafted in the first round I think it seems a long time ago now but um, uh, yeah five, five year eight seven and a half million fifty. I think it's 50, 50 guaranteed was that correct mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate to admit it but that's a very savvy move it, it, you know you're, you're they've, they've really beefed up that offensive line um, 
Russ has no excuses whatsoever now. He, he's he, there's just nothing because not only have they, have they got uh, McGlinchian, they've got Ben Powers in, who's one of the best guards in the league, in my very humble opinion. Um, they've also got some depth as well. They bought they've brought in uh, Quinn Bailey on a one year deal. He can go across the line. So and uh, that only costs me eight hundred seventy thousand dollars, not even a million for some roster depth there. Um, so I'm quite, I'm quite liking that, and Zach Allen is one of the best uh, defensive ends in the league as well. So, uh, you know, with with Stidham, uh, now who was your backup last year to Brett Russ? Rippin? Rippin, that's right. Now I I I can see either um, that I can see Rippin going or maybe getting traded uh, to someone else. <laughs> uh, if if he's out of contract, I think he's going uh, because when Stidham came in for Carr. Um, he actually showed quite a lot of promise for the Raiders uh, last year, so I was quite actually impressed with him. Um, now, wasn't he back up to uh, in, at the Patriots for a couple yes, of years? Yes, he as well? was. He was back up. Of at the course, Patriots. Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Oh, now, see, here's right. this. This is what I don't get about the Stidham thing. Um, nothing against the man. Not saying he's a bad player. Of course not. Um, when Russell Wilson was, for for want of a better word benched uh last year <clears throat> and brett rippon came in it was at this point clear that russell wilson was not the problem because brett rippon suffered exactly the same as wilson did w- with no protection whatsoever virtually no running game to speak of and receivers dropping an awful lot of passes the play calling yeah, and, and, was yeah, play horrendous calling, yeah um I like Brett Rippon. I think he's I think he's a good player. He's been with the team for three years now, I think. Was he drafted to the Broncos? I I've got no idea. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't I don't know. Absolutely um, no idea who drafted Brett Rippon. See if you can find that. Um but he was he's a good player. He was in a bad situation. Now, that sounds like a terrible thing to say when you've got guys like Jerry Judy and, you know, Cortland Sutton and, and, and people like that. But he had no protection, none whatsoever. If they get rid of Brett Rippon, bring in Stidham, because Stidham, will, I'm assuming, will cost more than Brett Rippon, then I don't understand it. Because I've seen Stidham play. He's fine. There's nothing wrong with the way Stidham plays. But there was nothing wrong with the way Rippon played. He he did throw a couple of interceptions, uh, but he threw a couple of touchdowns. And it, you know, uh-huh. it's a backup quarterback. You're not expecting him to go out and win. You know, five games on the bounce. He's not Brock Purdy. Come on, uh, it's just <laughs> I had to get that in there, Dave. Well, I'd, that of course I'd you did. did. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, Rippon was he was an undrafted free agent actually. Undrafted uh, free agent. Undrafted uh, free agent was showing that level of promise um, when he did come in for yeah. uh, Ross Wilson. I think that that's a, a great great signing, and, really. And, and it's difficult to 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 uh, explain to anyone who didn't actually watch the games uh, when Brett Rippon played for the Broncos. He was under siege by opposing defences. I mean, I love the fact that the Broncos have brought in a tackle and a guard and another lineman. We should be getting Garrett Bowles back this year, who, mm-hmm. I hands up, I was one of his biggest detractors, you know, in the years prior because of all the holding penalties, but he totally yeah. cleaned that up, became one of the 
best and absolute rock at left tackle. Then he got injured. Uh, so bringing in the right tackle, a guard. I still like Dalton Rice, not as a guard. I think he's absolutely fantastic. Still a young player. Graham Glasgow had his issues. So I could understand Glasgow. Yeah. He did have issues. Uh, and at center, the Broncos were terrible. Despite the fact they had some real talent there, Lloyd Cushenberry and um, Quinn Miners. For mm-hmm. some reason, it didn't work. And as I say, Russell Wilson and Brett Rippon at no point had any time to throw the ball all year long. It was awful. Some of the worst pass protecting I've ever seen. And I'm not putting this squarely on the players. I think a lot of this has got to do with um, the, the way the blocking schemes were drawn up because there were, there were times, there was times last year where it, offensive linemen were essentially run blocking on pass plays and, and, and pushing players into their own quarterback. And you're thinking, someone got the wrong thing here. Someone told this man to do this. I, 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 I don't think for one second that, you know, Graham Glasgow um, was trying to push a man down the field knowing his quarterback was going that way and literally pushed a defender straight into Russell Wilson. I don't mm-hmm. think he did that. It's got to have been whatever the, the, the play call was designed or whatever the, the assignment was, it was awful. Last year was terrible for the Broncos offensive line. So that's some of the worst offensive line I've ever seen. Sorry, I'm, I'm ranting here. I apologize. No, it's, it's okay. I, I was I was going to ask, um, do you think the problems on the offensive line last year, was it a general problem or specifically looking at the offensive line, would you put it down to the offensive line coach or maybe offensive coordinator or maybe there was some kind of... Uh, issue with um, how the message from the offense coordinator and head coach about the playbook uh, was getting across. You know, I'll maybe be, it's I'll, I'll, I'll uh, be just honest. a whole lot. Well, it, it was a whole lot. I'll be honest with you. Mm. I don't know what it was because I've never seen. Because you're talking about play. It's not like Graham Glasgow's a rookie. No, he's thirty. He's thirty. You know, years old, it's not he? like Dalton Reisner's a rookie. It's not like, they're they're not rookies. They've been in the league. They know how to block. And Dalton Reisner was one of the highest graded guards just, you know, the the year prior. The year before, yeah. A fantastic player. And all of a sudden, he doesn't know how to block. And I don't buy that for one second. No. But it's it's just whatever they were drawing up, whatever schemes they were drawing up for the offensive line was just not working. And, you know, Russell Wilson got the you know, expletive kicked out of him all year. I mean, it was all year. He was just getting absolutely hammered. And I I remember watching games where, uh, whether it was Wilson or or, um, Rippon, you know, would take a three-step drop and get hit before before they could even look up to throw the ball. And you're thinking, why are defenders in the backfield quicker you know, why are they five yards in the backfield quicker than the receivers have gone five yards downfield? That that doesn't make any sense to me, how this could possibly happen. But it happened time and time and time again. And I just, you you know this, Dave. I spent all of last year ranting and raging about how abysmal the Broncos' offensive line was and how the bad the play calls were. And you'd see blitzers coming and, and you know, 
they're not adjusting to the blitz. And some of that is probably on the quarterback for not audibly. But we said last year, there was, I think it was through week three or whatever, Russell Wilson wasn't audibling, like at all. He just wasn't doing it. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah. hang on a second. That, that, that's kind of weird. Um, so I'm glad the, that Pete, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. Now, last year, when we, got, when we got Russell Wilson, I was said, I am convinced we're going to have a better offense than we've had in previous years. Boy, was I wrong. We were mm. awful last year. And I'm not blaming the players, but it was, it was the offensive line. As I say, I'm not blaming the, the players on the offensive line. Whatever it was, whether it was the schemes, whether it was the play calls, it didn't work. It was absolutely horrendous. We've got Sean Payton. I'm convinced this year we will have a better offensive output than we did last year. Yeah, I'm 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 convinced. I, I I think even if it wasn't Sean Payton, it was a head coach, and you had. And so it, I think Sean Payton's a great head coach. Even if you had a good head coach, I think with the signings that you've made, the the only way is up. These guys are Got good, if not great. It, I, I mean, you can get much lower after what happened with Hackett last year. Oh. Um, it it was you know it it was a car crash, and it it wasn't just a car crash. It's that. You the, the car didn't stop because the season kept going and you kept crashing after you've already crashed and crashed and crashed. That's what happened. I mean, between the two of our teams, I think that kept happening, to be fair. Um, oh, last year last year was, for, for the WinFL show, last year was a write-off. <laughs> just, yeah. That was awful. Let's just pretend that never happened because it was terrible but i mean you, well, can you we bring do that can we do that for next season because I, i'm i'm not really forward <laughs> i'm not looking forward at all to next year at this stage uh, you maybe you are uh, well, I think there's at, a lot, yeah at the moment i am at the moment I am. well yes there's a lot of hope for the saints as well but uh for the rams I'm I'm just saying if there's any vacancies in any fan bases that would like to take on part of the win fl show uh that would quite happily take take me on Please do. Please come forward. Please make an <laughs> offer. To, to, please trade up to get me. Please, anyone. Just yeah, can, this point, am I allowed to put like a, a franchise tag on you or something? Like, can I do that? I'm not sure. <laughs> just, just, but, oh, you, you can have a clothes tag instead. <laughs> just, that's what you'll get. Because I think, I mean, like you, you brought up Nathaniel Hackett. He's way back to the Packers as offensive line, uh, offensive coordinator now, isn't he? No, he's gone to the Jets. Jets? Oh, Jets? it's the wrong one. I couldn't make... See, I'm getting them mixed up now, the Packers and the Jets. Jets. They're so similar. There's so many going for the Packers and the Jets. Breaking news, That's Commanders expected cool. to sign quarterback Jacoby Brissett. One-year deal up to 10 mil. Very yeah, nice by Tom Pelissero. Uh, yeah, no, Nathaniel Hackett was just the worst play caller of all time. It was appalling. When, when somebody from the Outer Hebrides of Scotland knows... Th- <laughs> what you're doing is the worst thing ever. Then, and I, I, you know, I'm not just seeing that. We all know I'm not seeing that. We all watched it last year. It was terrible. Oh, let's know. Let's 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 drop Brandon McManus out for a 65 yard field goal in week one. Let's burn 40 seconds and then try. You're like, what? Oh, anyway, I'm not going to get into it because I won't stop. We've got the, the rest of the year. We've still got the entire NFC to go through. Oh, my God. Right, uh-huh. so what we're going to do is we're going to come to the um, sticking in the uh, AFC West, obviously. We come to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, offensive tackle, Jawan Taylor. Four-year, $80 million 
dollar deal, including 60 million guaranteed. Um, they got a uh, edge. Uh, Charles O'Menehue, hope I pronounced that right, a uh, two-year contract, max value of $20 million, and defensive end, Tershawn Wharton, re-signed one year, $2 million, uh, with a max value of $3 million. They've been pretty quiet. We've already mentioned Judy Smith-Schuster is now gone. He's out of there. Um, but Jawan Taylor, that's a big pickup for the Chiefs. Fantastic they player. Ha- well, Dude. they had to with uh, Orlando Brown uh, leaving. So, um, uh, do they have many holes at the Chiefs? Because I'm not, I'm no. struggling to see any. I don't think so. Um, I mean, it's not like they have a huge cap penalty with their quarterback anyway, because nope. that's spread out over the next like 50 years or whatever it is. 50 years, hun- hundred bazillion, they, but they, it's all. They will likely out. never need to restructure that contract for Mahomes. Yeah, I, I think um, unless if if he um, if he wins. Two of the next four Super Bowls, I think he'll be looking for an improvement. He I might, Daniel, but yeah. I, I don't think that Mahomes is a stupid person, and I think he realized exactly what he was doing. He's going to get half a billion dollars over 10 years. Most of it guaranteed, and every week he's healthier, more of that money is guaranteed. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think he wants to win Super Bowls. I think he wants to have a team-friendly contract. Why, why hold out? For an extra hundred million, what can you possibly buy for five hundred and fifty million that you can't buy for five hundred million? Do you, do you know what I mean? It's like just behave yourself. I don't know how many times is it. I hate, I despise players who are greedy and insist on these contracts and turn down fifty million because they can get fifty one over here. What are you talking about? And then they say they say things like. Oh, I just want to make sure my family is taken care of. You, what? What world are you living in? Seriously, fifty million isn't enough. You've got to have that extra twenty quid on top of it. Good God! Anyway, sorry, Dave. I, I, I apologize. This is this is still carrying over from Brock Osweiler all those years ago. I apologize. <laughs> really, I, I well, hate greedy players. Yeah. Anyway, can I carry on. Sorry, yes. what were you saying? Sorry, I, I, I was I was I was in another dreamland where I was just thinking, could you buy the Western Isles for five hundred million? Oh yeah, definitely. You think so? Because I, I, allegedly there's a lot of kind of potential oil reserves around the island. But I, I'm I'm thinking, you know, if uh, Patrick Mahomes wants to uh, like own us. Uh, well, okay, maybe, okay, Patrick, maybe not, not, in a, not in a slave way, but you know, like own the land. <laughs> How much is it being? You know, we, we, we're going, we're looking to the future, right? Let's make sure. Let's be very clear. We're looking to the future. So, if he wants to buy, and plus, think of all the commercials that he's done. The amount of commercials and money he gets paid for those oh, commercials. Yeah, the, the half billion is just his salary from the Chiefs. Yep. Never mind what State Farm are paying him for all those adverts. And ridiculous the, adverts. Oh, yeah. They are ridiculous. They, they are. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but, so Patrick, if, if you're listening, well, he probably is. I mean, he's not getting treated. He doesn't care about this, does he? Hey, his feet, his feet are up. He's probably easily in, in a beach somewhere or on a beach somewhere with his headphones and listening to us. Of course so, he is. So he should be. Patrick, if you're listening, I'm going to look at the camera now. Um, feel free to just come over here to the Outer Hebrides and just buy as much as you want. Uh, why don't you build a stadium here and we'll have a franchise? That'd be class. That'd be awesome. We're, I'd like what, that. What, what, what's he going to do? Is he going to do up Goat Hill? 
because I think that that that's that's a that that's an investment that I I wouldn't wish upon anyone for for, for you know the the Stornoway Submariners or something or the the, the Stornoway <laughs> Submariners that's amazing that, that, I that's it look right that's just come off the top of my head we we don't need to don't don't buy into that because this is Stornoway or no, the Stormy Goats the go- at Goat Hill Road. Can you oh, imagine that? God, that no, no, that's, that's ridiculous. You wouldn't call them the goats. Oh, yeah, you are. Have you got something against goats? Are you, are you goatist? Do I have something against goats? Uh, I'm not sure if you can see me, but I'm currently <laughs> holding up a book that uh, <laughs> Dave so kindly got me. Um, making the case for the greatest of all time, Goat. By Bob Garnett. Now I'm going to be, you know, full disclosure, Dave. I've um, I've not read this yet. <laughs> and further full disclosure, I probably never will. I'm just <laughs> saying, just saying. I'm I'm currently using it as a coaster. And oh, I see. Okay, I am. Have you um? Have you uh? uh I, I feel like the pages have been so one or two pages ripped out there. So I'd be questioning if you have what what you have been using it for. I've 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 not opened it. I'm not gonna lie. I know you bought me this for Christmas. And for that, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for that. Um I've not read it. I don't think I ever will. We're getting so far off topic here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what were we talking about? Kansas City Chiefs. That's uh one Chiefs, yeah. <clears throat> okay. That's that's it. That's all they did. Nothing else. They're happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. We then move on to the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm. Definitely some moves going on here. Now. Oh, yeah. They signed quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo to a three-year $72.75 million deal, including $24.25 million in year one. They re-signed Amir Abdullah to a one-year $1.7 million dollar contract they put the non-exclusive franchise tag on josh jacobs they signed jacoby myers for three-year 33 million dollar deal with 21 million guaranteed um they re-signed brandon parker um they signed cornerback brandon fassion to two years 6.5 million and safety marcus epps two-year 12 million dollar deal that includes nearly 8 million guaranteed but the big thing about the Raiders is the players who are no longer there. That, of course, being one we mentioned last week, uh, Mr. Derek Carr, he's gone to the Saints. Mm-hmm. And they let Darren Waller, they let Darren Waller go. Um, and what did they get for Darren Waller? Do you know what they got? A third? A third or a fourth? They, they, they uh, traded him for a 2023 third round pick with the Cowboys, or the Giants, sorry, not the Cowboys, Giants, um, which is the number 100 pick overall. Now, Darren Waller, amongst tight ends since 2019, he came in the league, is the third most yards in, in the league amongst tight ends. Third round pick with the Giants. That is just ridiculous. That's that's nothing for a player of Waller's caliber. Absolutely yeah. nothing. That that's you could argue that's worse than the Jalen Ramsey trade. You could. I think it's you it's think? You, you 
All all they're getting, all they get is a third round pick. Nothing else. No players. No nothing. And once again, Josh McDaniels does something stupid. As is his one to do. So yeah. Dave, uh, what do you think of the what do you think of the Raiders? Raider things now, aren't they? Yeah, um, yeah, they uh, are. But uh, the fun, the fun thing about that pick, though, is that the Giants have effectively traded Kadarius Tony for Darren Waller, because that's what that pick is. What the Giants got from the Chiefs for, for Kadarius Tony. Tony. Yeah. So I, I think worked that's really a well really interesting one. I, I mean, they, they got what they needed. They got someone who was. Good at catching the ball, and he scored. He didn't he score in the, in the he Super Bowl. He certainly did. Uh, that's a that's a pretty good thing to get. And um, yeah, I think the only team that's lost out now are the Raiders. So, uh, it, I mean, obviously, it depends who they pick with the fourth with the hundredth pick. Um, but that that's I, I don't know. Are, are I mean, they looking? I'm, are they just looking not to pay him? Well, I mean, he's the, worth the, it. I think the, he's worth it. The thing is. Um, it's it's the hundredth pick. Do you really think that they're going to get a player with the hundredth pick as good as Darren Waller or better? Because that's you're, that's you're looking at point one percent. When when, that, when they make these trades, that's what you've got to weigh up. Mm-hmm. If you're trading a player for a pick, you have to weigh up the fact of with this pick, can I get a player just as good, if not better, than this player? That's what you have to think to yourself. Now, I know this contract, maybe they're like, oh, you know, it's, it's costing us too much money, like cutting our losses and going. But I don't think Darren Waller was on any kind of ridiculous deal. Um, uh, sorry, r- ridiculous contract, I should say. No, not yet. I think he, that was due f- soon. Maybe you think it's just to avoid season. paying him his uh, what fifth year option. I I think that could be. I mean, they don't like paying fifth year options at, at the Raiders now, do they? We know about Josh Jacobs. <laughs> no, they don't. So and, um, oh. yeah, and he's got the 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 um, he's got the franchise tag. The franchise tag. Year, yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Whether he gets traded or or you know if someone else comes along for Josh Jacobs, maybe Dallas. You might be looking for him. You know, looking for a looking for a. a Running back there. Um, so we then Rams. come to the final team. The Rams, <laughs> yes. Rams, we then come yeah. to the final team in uh, the AFC, which is the Los Angeles Chargers. Not a lot of news, but there is one thing I really wanted to bring up. So they re-signed quarterback Easton Stick. That's a great name. I love it. One year, 1.8 million. Um, offensive tackle uh, Trey Pipkins. Resigned a mm-hmm. multi-year contract and linebacker Eric Kendrick signed a two-year deal worth thirteen point two five million. But the big news out of Los Angeles Chargers camp is that they have allowed Austin Eckler to talk to other teams about trades. This, in my mind, is absolute insanity. The man who scored the most touchdowns in the league two years in a row. You're saying, oh yeah, on you go. Go and talk to. We're so full of of weapons. You can just go. You can you know get traded somewhere else. No, you're not. <laughs> Austin Eckler is basically your offense, and I know you've got Justin Herbert, and I know you've got Keenan Allen, and um, um, Mike Williams. I want to say Mike Williams. The goodness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good players. Your offense runs through Austin Eckler. What are you doing? They should be locking this man down. It's ridiculous. But, Dave, I'll get your opinion on it. I 
think it's kind of a similar situation with Jalen Ramsey in that the player wants to go. Is from what I've seen online that it, it's through, like via his agent. His agent was asked, uh, "We would like to explore options of moving elsewhere because he he's, he wants to go." So um, he's, they they kind of agreed and thought, you know, well, if we can get something as much as possible for him now, then that's all we can do. Because if he's not going to be happy, yeah, he's got to go. I, I I don't. It's just it's same with Ramsey. I think the Rams did, did a stupid thing with getting so little for him. But um, yeah, I, I think the Chargers, if they can get something good for him in draft picks, maybe in a player as well. I, I mean, I, I don't see it as a lose-lose situation. The Chargers are going to lose either way. I, th- I think is the bottom line. I, I, I don't. There's not. There are very few players who are as good as Austin Eckler in the entire league. I think we can both agree on that. But um, I think either way, the Chargers are going to lose out. They need to kind of cut their losses a bit and get as much form as possible because if a player's not happy and he wants to leave, he's got to go. So that concludes the AFC roundup of our um, free agency so far. I'm just checking for any uh, other messages that might have come through since then, any tweets. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to take a very short break and we'll be right back with you for the NFC roundup. Welcome back to the WinFL Show. I'm Ian McKinnon. I'm here with Dave Somerville. We're going through all of the trades and free agency. And my goodness, uh, in the time that we were off there, Dave, the, the Detroit Lions have uh, traded Deshaun Elliott, defensive back to the Miami Dolphins. Another defensive back for the Dolphins. What's going on there in Miami? Oh, wow. Just, it's, it's literally just a case of get loads in and they've also signed um Miles Gaskin again to a one year uh, deal as well so that's three running backs all re-signed two to two year deals and Miles Gaskin on a on a one year deal so they're just absolutely stacked across the board and they did they, the only reason that they can do this is because they restructured Terran Armstead's deal um at left tackle uh, to I think it freed up about 30 million in cap space so I mean, where winner boss. Where did they get this cap space from? They paid Tiny Hill a fortune. I mean, they did, but so I, they, they may they may have even done something with his as well that I missed. Um, so, you know, did this? They're they're making moves. They are everywhere. Indeed. They are making anywhere moves anywhere and everywhere. Um, did they? Did they re? Uh, or did they get a new contract to Bradley Chubb when he signed for, for them from the? I, I, I think when he signed, yeah, when he signed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay, so. So yeah, the, the Dolphins are really going for it. We'll, we'll try and keep you abreast of any other updates as they happen. Um, we're moving on to the NFC now, NFC East, and the aforementioned Dallas Cowboys, who, uh, as we've mm-hmm. already mentioned, have uh, released um, Ezekiel Elliott. So they put the non-exclusive franchise tag on Tony Pollard. They re-signed Leighton Van Der Esch to a two-year, $11 million contract. They signed Stefan Gilmore in a trade to the Indianapolis Colts for a fifth-round compensatory pick. What? And safety Donovan Wilson re-signed on a three-year deal worth up to $24 million with the first two years fully guaranteed $13.5 million. Stefan Gilmore for a fifth round pick what in god's name is going on with what people are valuing these players at dave do you understand any of this have have people forgotten that cornerbacks are a thing that you know might actually be worth something 
Like I, I, I've stopped asking questions when it comes to cornerback trades. I, there's just I don't understand anymore. Um, the only slight thing, and it's not even really a thing, is that he had a minor surgery uh, so far during the off season as Stefan Gilmore. Um, so apart from that, I think the Cowboys have got an even bigger, well, almost a bigger steal, I think, than um, what happened with Jalen Ramsey. So. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Uh, it it's it's a you know it's a fifth round compensatory pick for this year. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, it, it's daft. I mean, when 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 the Broncos crazy. played, and I'm, I'm not bringing the Broncos back into it, but when we played the Colts, Stefan Gilmore won the game for them. He did single. He did. I remember handedly that. won the game for them. He was it was sensational, yeah. and he was all it year. Was the worst. Yeah, and that was also the worst game ever for neutrals. That, that oh, yeah, it was terrible. Was like an awful it was game. Horrific. But for Stefan Gilmore, it was amazing. A fifth-round competition. Oh, the mind boggles. I don't know what they're up to. Anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, we come to the New York Giants. Now, the New York Giants have been busy. They have been yeah. very busy. So they put the non-exclusive franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. They've re-signed uh-huh. the other running back, Matt Breida. They agreed a uh-huh. one-year deal with Sterling Shepard. They traded for Dallin, Darren Waller, as we've said, that, that third-round pick. So, you know, good for them yeah, for that huge one. Huge deal, yeah. Um, Raheem Nunes-Roches, they agreed terms on the contract. Uh, linebacker Jared Davis re-signed. They signed a punter, Jamie Gillen, the Scottish Hammer. Re-signed Thanks, him on a two-year, $4 million deal. Good for him. Up to $5 million in incentives. Very nice. But then, of course, the underdollar good work by uh, agreeing a four-year, $160 million extension with Daniel Jones uh, with an additional $35 million in incentives. The, <laughs> excuse me. The Giants have been busy. Very Giants busy. They have been busy. Uh, um, and they- what, do you, what do you think happens with Saquon? Do you think he stays? Do you think he's off somewhere else? I think it all depends on the Giants' results this year. Uh, I I think they need to they need to make a, a a deep run into the playoffs for him to still be there because I think there's going to be, there are going to be a lot of teams knocking on the door. I put him up there as top three in terms of who's the best running back. Uh, I I think there's a very good case for him being the best running back. Um, there's a there's not many running backs in history, in recent history, sorry, that have gone number two. In the in the draft, and I think it's quite evident to see why he was picked there, and he's still doing it to this day, showing why he is as good as he is. And I think he's one of, if not the best in the entire league. I think he deserves the payday. I, I, I really do. Whether it's with the Giants or someone else, he deserves it, and I think he's going to get it. It's just, it's just whether a case that the Giants will negotiate with him, but also if the, if you're going to pick one over the other of Jones and Barkley, who you're going to pay. They made the most ridiculous choice ever. There yeah. are quarterbacks better than Daniel Jones available for a lot less money than basically forty million a year. Mm-hmm. Insanity, and it's, mm-hmm. it's it's not that that's his that's his guarantee. It's a one hundred sixty million guarantee rising to one hundred ninety five million. I don't know, thirty five million in incentives. It's it's so it's, it's basically just, it's a hundred and sixty million dollars. There's no need for the incentives. It's just ridiculous. But um, yeah, I mean the, the yeah, thing is, if if you've got Saquon, if they'd signed Saquon for that money, I would have been dubious. I would have been like, oh, "What's a lot of money for a running back?" That's a lot for a running back. You know, yeah. it's a lot for a running back. But he is one of the best in the league. 
still a lot for a running back. But with Daniel Jones, I'm like, that's just, that's insanity. It's just yeah. insanity. Is it? I, I, re- I reckon we, Bar- we, Barclays, Barclays going to command it, I think, between 16, 18 million a year, I reckon. Uh, yeah, I you, think that you would, would probably think. be most likely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they're basically valuing him at less than half of Daniel Jones. Just tells you all I you mean, need to just, know. It, 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 yeah, exactly. Um, so we're going to move on. We come to the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, running back Rashad Penny agreed terms on a one-year $1.35 million deal. Boston Scott agreed a one-year $2 million deal. They re-signed Jason Kelsey, the center, one-year $14.25 million with another half million in incentives. Brandon Graham re-signed one-year up to $6 million and a team that does value their cornerbacks. James Bradbury re-signed on a three-year, $38 million contract, including $20 million guaranteed with a max value of $44 million with incentives. Now, last year, last year, Dave, when the Giants traded James Bradbury to the Eagles, every one of us said, this is insanity. He's one of the best defensive backs in the entire league and you're giving him to a division rival. He proved it by being one of the best defensive backs in the entire league uh, all the way through to the Super Bowl and you're just going what's going on here but they've paid him a lot of money this year an awful lot of money this year barring injury I think it's it works absolutely fine for the Eagles I've got no issues with that contract but I want to get your opinion on it what do you think of that uh, that paying um, 20 million guaranteed three years 38 million dollars for James Bradbury what do you reckon well, we were talking off air about Darius Slay being basically told that he can seek a trade to another team. Yeah. Um, and I think the Eagles have messed up here. I think they're paying the wrong cornerback. I think Darius Slay is one of the top corners in the league. I think, I also think, and I said this during preseason last year. I think, well, I'll, I'll, we might have to go through our previous pods to uh, hear it. But I was not as big on James Bradbury as other people were because I think he's good, but he's—I don't think he's a top cornerback. I—I I, and you know the Eagles are starting to pay him top money, so I'm not sold on him. I, I haven't been, and I've—I saw a lot of kind of questionable plays. He made some great plays. Don't don't get me wrong, but he also made some really questionable decisions and poor coverage plays as well. So um, yeah. Oh, Bradbury over Darius Slay? Absolutely not. That's a wrong decision completely for me. Um, I think if they were going to lock one down, they should have gone for both, tried to get some sort of deal. Rashad Penny is a massive yes. Well done, Eagles. The only thing is that obviously Miles Sanders now has to go. Um, they can't pay both of them. And it'll be interesting to see where Miles Sanders ends up. Uh, but He's a good yeah, player. I, Sanders is a very good player. He's a, he's a very good player, as is Rashad Penny, though. Uh, but I, yeah, I think the Eagles made a mistake uh, signing Bradbury instead of Slay. So we then come to the Washington Commanders. Um, they they made quite a, a few uh, contracts on this one, some some pretty big money as well. Offensive tackle Andrew Wiley, three year, twenty four million dollar contract. Uh, Nick Gates, three year, sixteen point five million. Defensive lineman Deron Payne got the franchise tag, and then signed a four-year, $90 million contract, including $45 million 
fully guaranteed, 60 million in total guarantees. Uh, linebacker Cody Barton, one year fully guaranteed. Um, David Mayo re-signed a one-year extension, and uh, Danny Johnson re-signed on a two-year deal worth up to seven million. They also claimed um, Cameron Dantzler from the Vikings off waiver. So the commanders have been busy, um, but Taylor Heineke's gone. Mm-hmm. So once again, we have to talk about the quarterback position. Because although they didn't do anything at the quarterback position, um, they got rid of who I would consider to be their best quarterback in Taylor Heineke, leaving them with Carson Wentz. So what do you think, Dave? Do you think the commanders might be in for a free agent quarterback or possibly looking in the draft? What do you reckon? Well, if you... Have a little check about uh, recent developments in the last hour. I think you'll find that Jacoby Brissett may have just signed for the Commanders on a one-year oh, $10 he did. million. Dollar. He did. Do you know what? So I actually said that. There, I forgot all about it. Yeah, and there is your uh, <laughs> answer to your own question there. Quality reporting Brissett. here from the WinFL. Yeah, so. absolutely. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Jacoby Brissett gets a bit of a, pay, a, a decent payday to be uh, you know, fighting Carson Wentz for the starter job. I mean, why, why is Carson Wentz still there? Well, do, why? I, I feel, don't understand. Doesn't it feel like, you know, signing, and with, with no offense to Jacoby Brissett, but doesn't it's it feel... Underwhelming. It's like a sidestep. Mm-hmm. I don't think it moves Absolutely. them forward. I don't. It doesn't move them back. I, I don't think Brissett's no. a bad player. He's a very good player. I yeah, underwhelming. That's a underwhelming. Way of yeah, it's, it's yeah. underwhelming. But um, I also I feel like it's a very commander's move because they're they go they're they're gonna put all their eggs in the wrong basket uh, at quarterback as per usual, which I think they've done for like the last however long it's been because they keep they kept doing it over and over and over again uh and we, we kind of called it with carson wentz well, okay i called it with carson wentz you went in the complete opposite direction and called for um carson wentz for the pro bowl you thought that was going to be a thing yeah 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 um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we all made mistakes we all <laughs> yes, made but mistakes then, but then, but then they've done they've made they've made a mis- the same mistake over and over again because not only did they not get rid of carson wentz they actually got rid of taylor heineke instead yeah they, so, they literally got rid of the wrong quarterback Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They've made the wrong decision again. They have made the right decision with Deron Payne, though. That that's oh. a massive. Free, that's one of the best defensive uh, defense well, defensive tackles in the league. Yeah, uh, being you know uh, locked up for the next four years. So that's a big win for them. The Commanders are, are do have uh, a very good defense. Um, offense is you is basically where they're questionable. Obviously, they got scary Terry at wide receiver. Um, they, they had a really good run unit uh, last year. Um, if they can expand on that, happy days. I think they need they need they, a quarterback they who's need a quarterback. mobile. They need a quarterback who's mobile as well. I think Jacoby Brissett is quite a mobile quarterback. He is. The man can move. He doesn't, he doesn't kind of make you think, oh, that's an improvement. It just makes you go, eh. Well, it does yeah, if it, all you it, have it, is Carson Wentz. I mean, a plank of wood is more than Carson Wentz. Yeah, exactly. That, that, so you do just, think it's improving, but it's it just it feels like a sidestep from from Heineke. I don't yes. think I don't think that the the difference in in um, results you'll get from Brissett to Heineke is huge. There, there might there might be, 
There might be a difference, but I don't think it's a big difference. So I, I think that's a. Is it? Is it not the case <clears throat> though that uh, Jacoby Brissett, if he if he signed a one year ten million dollar deal, mm-hmm. uh, did Taylor Heineke not sign something along the line? Uh, I wonder if I've got the exact figure here. Yeah, it's a two year twenty million. So um, I think it's about twelve or thirteen is guaranteed of that. So if Heineke has signed. Uh, for basically the same money that Brissett has got, mm-hmm. would you prefer Heineke or Brissett? Because personally, I'd ref- I'd prefer Heineke. I prefer Heineke for for the the reason he's already there. Yeah, he I, he knows I, yeah. the players. He knows the, the receivers, the running backs, the offensive line. Whether or not you get in a new coach and you change a playbook, that's by the by. He has familiarity. So if you if Brissett is a better player than Heineke. Which he might it's marginal. Be. I think it's marginal. It's though. marginal, and I I think it's offset because Brissett is going to have to take time to learn the plays and learn, you know, mm-hmm. how to work with the receivers and the running backs and the offensive line. You already had that in place. Why are teams so against stability? I don't understand it. Anyway, right. Moving on, we come to the NFC North. We start with the Chicago Bears. Um, signed Travis Horn. Uh, Travis Homer. Homer, Horner, Homer. I can't even read my own writing there. I'm running back to a two-year deal. Um, but the big, the big news, of course, is that they traded the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. in exchange for, for the number nine overall pick, a second round pick, mm-hmm. a first round pick next year, next year, and yeah. a second round pick in 2025, and. DJ Moore. I think the Bears got this perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Um, they signed a guard, Nate Davis, to a three-year $30 million, uh, $30 million deal. They signed Demarcus Walker to a three-year deal. Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker, four-year $72 million. That's a nice contract for Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Uh, TG Edwards, three years $19.5 million. And a uh, long snapper, yes, Patrick Scales, one year <laughs> extension. Um, but th- this this deal with Carolina, I think the Bears nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. DJ Moore's fantastic weapon that they've got. Already, you've really upgraded your team with DJ Moore. Massively. Yeah. Um, they obviously trust Justin Fields. They've got a good running game. They've got a solid defense. Sometimes it's a bit hot and cold, but... You know, they've got some great players in that defense. Um, and they've got the number nine pick. And they've got two firsts next year. And they've got an extra second round this year. I mean, what's I, not to like about this? Dave, take it away. I th- I think they're set up for the next couple of years to build a legacy. with Not only with those picks, but with the moves that they've done as well. Um, because uh, it's, you know, I, I, a lot of the focus is going to be on DJ Moore and um, yeah. moving from Carolina to there. But I think, look at the linebacker position. They had the chip. They obviously they said no to uh, Roquan Smith. Um, you know, like a bit a big extension for him. Um, he's now gone to uh, Baltimore, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, he's gone to Baltimore. Now they've got Tremaine Edmonds, who uh, who I rate as one of the top linebackers in the league. And he's player. Four, four year, yeah, four yeah. year, seventy two million. Uh, he's come over from Buffalo, but then you've got someone who's quite underrated as well which is in tj edwards now he was at the eagles last year and they've got two linebackers for the same price it would cost them to re-sign roquan smith now 
obviously Smith is one of the best in the league. I think everyone knows that. So is Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards is an are you can put a strong case forward for him being top 10, 12 in his position as well. So I th- I think they've done brilliant. They've got an arsenal of picks as well uh, for the draft cup uh, coming. Nate Davis, what a signing! That that's brilliant. Three years, thirty yep. million dollars. Um, um, I mean, even DeMar- Demarcus Walker as well. Even a defensive end was quite a cheap one. Two years, seven million. So and DJ Moore is invaluable. I mean, brilliant. You you <laughs> he was by far and away the best receiver in Carolina. I mean, it wasn't oh, yeah. even close. Um, but he's also he's also in in the kind of general scope of the league very underrated. You know, yes. he's he's kind of just he's because because he's not maybe the best. Um, he didn't have great quarterbacks. Yeah, he didn't have great quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. And they got rid of Christian McCaffrey in, in Carolina. Lots of things that sort of took bits away that would have enabled him to exploit. Um, so he was getting doubled a lot. Uh, you know, with Carolina, that he played great. The Bears are really. That's so far steal of the off season. I mean, despite mm-hmm. all the trades where we undervaluing players and stuff like that, the the Bears absolutely nailed this. The Panthers, not sure what they're going to do, but we'll we'll come to the Panthers in a second. Day. We'll discuss mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to move on to the Detroit Lions. Signed David Montgomery, three year, eighteen million dollar deal, and. Craig Reynolds re-signed, so they've got two good running backs there, and um, not to mention, of course, they've still got, <coughs> excuse me, uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, et al. Um, Isaiah Boggs, uh, defensive lineman, re-signed. They re-signed John Kaminsky as well, two years, $8.5 million for him. Um, Cameron Sutton, the cornerback, signed a three-year, $33 million deal, and Will Harris re-signed on a one-year, $2.5 million deal, which is fully guaranteed. The Detroit Lions, and again, didn't do anything flashy, but they've re-signed some key players and they've made a couple of nice moves. I mean, what do you think of the Lions here? Ewan should be happy so far with what's going on. Ewan should be very happy. Um, I, I think um, David Montgomery, three years, 80 million. We know what he did with the Bears. Fantastic running back. I think he's one of the, he's a brilliant, brilliant running back. I think he's going to add to the Lions immensely. Um, they're probably under the radar steal is Emmanuel Mosley. He is experienced, but from a personal experience, from what I've seen with him at the 49ers, he's also deadly. He's a, an amazing cornerback to me. Uh, I'm I'm really impressed that the Lions were able to get him. Uh, and for such a cheap price, one year, six million is pretty decent. Cam Sutton, though, three years, 33 million from the Seahawks. Now, I'm not convinced that he's quite worth that. I I think there's he's he's good. He's a good corner. Do I think he's worth that? No, I don't think so. Um, judging looking at the cornerback market, he's not worth that. And that's the only one I would think. Mm, no, I think they could done better. Maybe uh, allocate that money elsewhere. Um, I, I'm I'll be sad to see uh, Williams leaving the Lions because between him and. Uh, Andre Swift last year, they were an incredible running back unit, and you know I, I wish him all the best. But at the same time, you know I'm I'm kind of a low key Lions fan now, obviously because my team sucks so much. So I'm I'm maybe gonna steal the Lions from you at some point. And uh, 
Do you know, I, I love Dan Campbell. So I, I think Dan Campbell has provided the foundations. I think we said this at the beginning of last year. The Lions have the foundations to have an, an amazing uh, future. You know, in the next 10 or 5 to 10 years, they're, they're putting them more building blocks in place with the likes of um, Montgomery. Uh, they're bringing in some experience, Mosley. Um, I, I, I quite like um, Anzalone as well, the, the linebacker they brought in. He he's quite good. I yeah. don't know too much about him, but I know he's quite good. But look, I, I at this point anyway, I make um, I I I mean I I think it's a four way shootout for the NFC North next year, unless something changes. Because I, I think every single team bar Green Bay has made improvements, and Green Bay were one of the top teams last year. So you never know. Speaking of Green Bay, then the next team we're going to talk about, uh, they re-signed kick returner Keyshawn Nixon on a one-year deal with a max value of $6 million. That's it. That's it. That, that's it. That's yeah. all they did. They've done nothing else. and uh, Nothing else to talk about. <clears throat> nothing else to talk about with the Packers. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers. It looks like he's going to the Jets. Everyone uh-huh. says he's going to the Jets. He says he's going to the Jets. That's what he's seeing. So, yeah. Dave... What do you think? Aaron Rodgers is going, Jordan Love's coming in. Mm -hmm. What can we expect from Jordan Love? Well, we don't know because we've not seen him play. Uh, But, but, you know, what do you you think? Because there's nothing else to talk about with with the Packers. Or do you just want to skip over it and we can talk about them once something happens? I mean, the the only thing really to say is that uh, with, with Jordan Love essentially taking over, uh, if uh, Aaron Rodgers does finally sign for, uh, sign with the Jets, um, he needs some wide receivers, and I think the Packers might end up back, like not obviously not trying to do him dirty with it, but um, unless they can, unless the Packers can really uh, get some money out to sign a top wide receiver, someone like maybe OBJ that would be available. Uh, I think Jordan Love is going to struggle next year, which is why I'm worried about his future uh, at the Packers. I think it's going to be a rough start for him anyway. If he turns out to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, I'll be so annoyed. Yeah, I'm going to be really annoyed because you go from Favre to Rodgers to Love and it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. They've had had 30 years, three decades of Hall of Fame type play. From their quarterbacks. Even go, go, go even further back. You got like Bart Starr is one of the cornerstone quarterbacks of, you, you know, a, a, yeah. like a, a legacy. He's a he's a legacy quarterback, and he's one of the best ever. And even uh, in the in the wilderness years, nineteen eighties, you had you had Don Mikowski in the eighties. You know, he yeah, led the league in passing, true. and you're like, oh for God's sake, surely not, Jordan. I don't wish you ill if you're listening. <laughs> I don't, don't wish you great anyway. But, you know, just just don't, you know, don't be Hall of Fame level good. Be uh-huh. be good, play well, win some games, make some money, be healthy, don't get injured. But please, no more Hall of Fame quarterbacks in Green Bay for at least five years. Okay, so we're then going to move on to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they re-signed Nick Mullins, quarterback, two years, $4 million deal. Um, tight end Josh Oliver agreed to a three-year, $21 million deal. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, the centre, signed a three-year deal, $15.75 million. Marcus Davenport agreed a one-year, $13 million contract. Um, Greg Joseph, the kicker, re-signed on a one-year deal. Um, the Vikings, again, didn't do anything huge so far, Dave, but, you know, it's early days yet. We need to see what the Vikings can do. Um, 
do you think they're going to be looking to improve more in free agency as we go along? Or do you think they're just kind of happy where they are? Small incremental improvements? Because they were good last year. Just a couple of times it didn't work. I don't know why it didn't work is the problem with the Vikings. Um, there's nothing, there's no one thing you can put your finger on. No. Uh, out of the kind of, you know, signings and re-signings, I'm kind of worried and questioning the Josh Oliver one because that's... Can you can you remember last year who they signed in the middle of the season in a trade? Do you remember which tight end they signed? Uh, uh, not off the top of my head, sorry. TJ Hawkinson. So they did. And yet so they did. they've then given a three-year, $21 million contract to a player, and let's be honest... He's barely played. He was second or third choice um, at, I think, it was, was he at Baltimore? I think he was at Baltimore. He was originally drafted by the Jaguars. Then he was traded to the Ravens. Uh, or even, yeah, he was traded to the Raiders in exchange, exchange for our 2022 conditional seventh round pick. And yet, for some reason, they've whipped out a three-year, $21 million contract. 10, 10.7 guaranteed, fully guaranteed. But what? what where's where's this? That's a lot of money for I, someone that has done nothing. I know, um, but uh, see, I'm with you with with the Vikings last year. It's hard to look at them and say what was wrong because Kirk Cousins played well last year. He did. But Dalvin I think Cook the, the played whole... well last year. Justin Jefferson mm. played well. It was last amazing. Year. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not I, like it's not like there was like one glaring thing where you're like, oh, they need to improve, and that just for some reason, sometimes it didn't come together. I think there was a lot of it was it was inc- inconsistency was the main problem. Mm. Uh, because I think that um, that their offense had times when they were. When they looked unstoppable, their defense had times when they looked impenetrable, and yet two minutes later, and they both offense and defense were the complete opposite. There was the, no consistent, no consistency whatsoever from that Kevin O'Connell team, and I think that was probably the downfall um, of why they didn't progress. Anywhere oh yeah, near I mean, well, that, that game against the Giants in the playoffs was just. Crazy. I mean, they Manic. looked they looked terrible in that game. I think by far and away that was the worst they had played all year. Was that game against the Giants? They they just looked like they they couldn't cover anyone. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop the pass. Offensively, they could get nothing done. And you're just like, what's going on here? I'm uh, just hearing um, Odell Beckham Jr. is in talk with several teams. He is in talks right now as we speak with several different teams. So OBJ may yet be getting himself a nice wee deal. Um, so that's looking pretty good for him. Uh, we're going to move on to the the NFC South, who, as we've already mentioned, Atlanta Falcons signed Taylor Heineke. Two-year deal up to $20 uh-huh. million. Um, they re-signed fullback Keith Smith. Tight end Jonu Smith was acquired in a trade with the New England Patriots in exchange for a 2023 seventh round pick. I think that's a bargain for Johnny Smith, by the way. Um, They re-signed tackle Caleb McGarry, quite right. Three years, 34.5 million. Um, Guard Chris Lonsom re-signed on a five-year, $105 million extension. It's a lot of money for a guard, but he's a great player, so I'll give them that. Uh, Lorenzo Carter re-signed the two-year deal. 
Um, they also had received Jesse Bates signed a four year $64.02 million contract, includes $23 million in year one. And punter Bradley Pinion agreed to a three year $8.65 million deal, 4.325 guaranteed. Love to see that. What's your thoughts on the Falcons, Dave? Couldn't have said it better myself, mate. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, Lindstrom's contract is he's now the highest paid guard in the entire league. So you know, no congratulations wonder. to him. Yeah, it's it, look that that's a huge, huge contract. So he's got a lot to live up for. The thing is though, I think the guard I think the guard position is actually um I think it's lacking for, uh, of what it could be. We're not lacking like a standout name. Obviously, we've got Nelson at the Colts. Uh, I think that he's widely regarded as being the best left guard in the entire league. Um, I, I think that he's he's a very, very good player. He's the best at the moment. I think there's been, in history, there's been much better ones. So I think the guard position has been a little bit, eh, could be better. But uh, I think Lundstrom is right up there, if not the best at his position. So congratulations to him. Obviously, we've spoken about Heineke already. There's not a lot more to add to about that. Um, Onyemata, a defense tackle, is quite a, quite a good deal as well. Three years, thirty-five million. He's he's highly regarded uh, around the league. I'm not sure. I haven't seen enough of him myself to see to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Jesse Bates is an interesting one because. Um, a sixty-four million dollar four-year deal for a safety mm-hmm. is a big risk and a big deal. That's a money, money, money deal for the player. Um, uh, he's, he's a good safety, though. He's a very good safety. I think they just you, wanted to make sure they tied him in before um, before someone else came along. Well, maybe? basically, before someone else came along. Mm-hmm. But they were like, you know, if we don't sign him someone else is going to come along maybe next year and offer him huge money and he's gone and he's one of their best mm-hmm, defensive mm-hmm. players so i can sort of see whether it is a lot of money though um so then we move on to the carolina panthers uh, another team with a new quarterback andy dalton with a two-year 11 million dollar deal includes eight million guaranteed tight end hayden hurst signed a three-year 21.75 million that includes 13 million guaranteed the tight ends are getting paid Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bradley Bozeman, the center, re-signed three years, 18 million. And safety Von Bell signed a deal with the Panthers. That's from Tom Palacero and Ian Rappaport. So, um, a few moves of Carolina. Andy Dalton, uh, it didn't quite work in New Orleans. But what do you think? Do you think he's good enough to sort of elevate the Panthers' play there? I mean, they've lost DJ Moore, so that that's pretty tough. Um, but they've signed Hayden Hurst, the tight end. Hayden, yeah, Hayden Hurst is one of the most underappreciated tight ends in the entire league. I think we've said that for a couple of years now because he came into the league and he was drafted by the Ravens. Uh, this is off the top of my head, so bear with me on this one. Um, he came, he was drafted the same time as Mark Andrews. Now, Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst were an immense tight end, tight end unit. Obviously, Mark Andrews has emerged to be one of the best in the entire league if not questionably one of the best ever um so Hayden Hurst went under the radar a bit and he's gone to a couple teams but I think the Panthers have made the right decision and signed him for three years um so yeah that, I think that that's a that's a positive thumbs up for them Andy Dalton is a good deal if they draft a quarterback 
if they if they keep that first pick or maybe they they can drop down to four or five, uh, you know, and still draft a good quarterback that they want. I, I think Andy Dalton's still a good deal. If they don't draft a quarterback, um, and they haven't sort of traded down, then I don't think it's a good deal. Uh, I think they need to be planning for the future. The Panthers are have been in rebuild mode for a long time, and I don't think they've made the moves to change that at the moment. Von Bell, three years, twenty two and a half million. Can't go much. It can't go wrong. You know, um, I mean, Von Bell. He's uh, he's obviously former Bengal. But uh, even though you were talking about Andy Dalton, you missed. I think you missed one. The other player that they signed from the Saints. So they've actually signed two from divisional rivals. Andy Dalton, also Shy Tuttle. I love that. I love oh, yes. his name. Defensive uh, lineman. Shy Tuttle. Yeah. Great name. Shy Tuttle. Three years, nineteen and a half million defensive tackle. Um so a lot of interdivisional transactions uh coming coming from the Saints. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how that works out when these players come up against the other teams. But um Panthers making okay moves, but I th- I I'm getting kind of um a bit of deja vu with the Texans that we were saying they made okay moves, but nothing spectacular. And I think the Panthers need something spectacular, I'm afraid. Maybe they do indeed. We're then going to come on to the New Orleans Saints. And they definitely made something spectacular. It was a huge contract for Derek Carr. Four-year, $150 million contract, including $60 million fully guaranteed at signing, with another $10 million guaranteed in year three. Um, Carr's deal also has a no-trade clause, $100 million in total guarantees. They also then re-signed Jameis Winston, as we thought they would, on a one-year deal uh-huh. with a max value of $8 million. They re-signed Michael Thomas on a, a one-year $10 million contract, max value of 15 They signed... <laughs> Uh, Juwan Johnson, um, tight end to a two-year, $12 million extension. Um, a couple of others on the defensive side of the ball, including Tano Pisagnon, I'm getting that wrong, and uh, Keelan Saunders, and uh, defensive back JT Gray, with a three-year deal worth $9.6 million there. Quite a few moves for the Saints. I think they've improved. I really do. Um, I think that they've done quite a bit there. Um, although they have traded away a few players as well. But I think the really only thing that they were lacking there was the quarterback position and the fact that Michael Thomas was essentially injured for all of last year. Um, Dave, what do you make of it? I, I I like the ambition and I like the restructure of Michael Thomas's contract, I, I, along with uh, Jameis Winston's re-signing for a one-year $8 million deal. I really like Juwan Johnson. I think that's a that's a pretty savvy two year twelve million. Very savvy. I'm worried about Derek Carr. I'm worried about uh, what's going to happen with him at the Saints because I'm worried that the Saints are going to have the same impact with Derek Carr as Matt Ryan had on the Colts. I'm just putting that out there. I have a, I have a worry. It's a big contract, an experienced quarterback. That's. You know, he's shown good things at his previous organization, but never quite got... Uh, well, obviously, Matt Ryan got to, got to the Super Bowl. Derek Carr's never got there. Um, the Raiders are a bit of a joking organization at the best of times, but I'm worried. I, I'm ge- I have genuine, genuine concerns that Derek Carr, he obviously is an upgrade on Andy Dalton and Jameis. I, I think anyone can see that. I am worried that he could become a flop, though. So... I'm really eager to see how it turns out. I don't want to be right for the sake of the Saints, 
but I'm worried that I'm going to be. So I, th- I think there's a big possibility that Derek Carr, anything happens to Chris Olave or Michael Thomas just gets ravaged by injuries again, I, th- I think the Saints are in for a tough year. And rounding up the NFC South, we come to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the fourth team in the division to have a new quarterback. Quarterback new Baker quarterback. Mayfield signed a one-year $8.5 million deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The re-signed linebacker Levante David, one year $7 million. And cornerback Jamel Dean has agreed to a four-year deal. Dave, you saw Baker Mayfield. He played for the Rams. He's now gone to Tampa. I mean, we know what we're getting in Baker, um, or or do we? Do we know what we're getting in Baker? Do you think maybe this is his sort of, his own renaissance? What do you reckon? I, I, I mean, we don't know what we're getting in Baker. That's a problem, though, because he, he you know, he, he had, he was, I, th- I thought he was really good in Cleveland. I, th- I, I thought he didn't deserve what Cleveland did to him with Deshaun Watson. Oh, I don't no, think he no, deserved no, that at all. Terrible. And, you know, he had the consistency. He was a leader in that locker room. He was, you know, making plays. I, I thought he had done really well. Deshaun Watson has not, I mean, from, from what we've seen, obviously he didn't have a full training camp, blah, blah, blah. Deshaun Watson has not upped the level of the Browns at all. Uh, I think they were still better under Baker because they were in the playoffs under Baker. They were better um, under Brissett when he was playing last year. Yes. Than yes, they, than they were true. under Watson. So, I mean. Yeah. And I, th- I think, I think, because of what happened during preseason and postseason uh, with Baker, I think that really kind of messed him up a little bit uh, in terms of his preparation, in terms of how he was going to play. Um, so yeah, I I, I think uh, Carolina didn't see the best of him. Um, the Rams, I mean, he's he's just kind of been thrown in. It's not even, he's not even been thrown in the deep end. He's been thrown into the Atlantic Ocean at that point and been told to go uh, to learn to swim in that. So he did he did well for us when we needed a quarterback. But um, I, I wish him the best. I hope that he's uh, successful at the Bucks. Um, it's a very wait and see because if they were only offering him one year eight point five, that doesn't scream first first choice quarterback does it so i'm it, i'm curious about what that was going to happen there it doesn't but i think it might be along the lines of <clears throat> that the buccaneers are thinking well we don't know what we're getting in baker we think it's going to work but we don't know yet so i think they, they're probably coming along the the same you, same idea that we're tra- coming at do you, do you think they draft a quarterback do you think that's in the that's in the realms of possibility for Tampa i don't Bay? think so i don't think they would do that um, not this year. I think they'll mm. wait and see what they've got with Baker. Um, mm. I think. So we're going to move on to the NFC West. We start with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they re-signed Cody Clement, a one-year contract. Uh, they re-signed tackle Kelvin Beecham, a two-year contract. Will Hernandez re-signed. Um, they re-signed Matt Prater. Love you, Matt. A two-year, $7.5 million contract with $4 million guaranteed. And uh, Will Hernandez resigned on a two-year, $9 million contract. As we've already alluded to, DeAndre Hopkins appears to be on his way out. We're not sure what's happening there. Uh, there's been no news yet. So, uh, Dave, I mean, the Cardinals haven't really done anything. They've just re-signed some players and basically it, you know, looks like... Uh, looks like Hopkins is on his way out. People are seeing the Patriots. 
don't know if that's going to be happening or not. But what do you think of this one? I mean, the reason I said the Patriots was because I know what Bill Belichick thinks of him. Uh, Bill Belichick thinks he's one of, if not the best wide receivers in the entire league. Mm. So that's why the Patriots will be quite high, you know, up for him. Um, I mean, what, 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 what do the Cardinals do now? Because they don't have, do they have a head coach now? They do have a head coach now, yeah. Maybe I don't. It's not. I, I, it's, not it's not. Kling's, it's not Cliff Kingsbury anymore. No, no, he's gone. I, uh, I, I, I do, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Off the top of my head, I do not know who the coach is. Uh, I'm just having a look now. Uh, is it Jonathan Gannon? Oh, could be actually. That rings about. Yes, yes, he is. Jonathan Gannon is. Um, so I, I, I mean, I don't know much about what he's looking to do. Um, what his kind of style is going to be? He, he was. I mean, the only thing he's done in regards to the Rams is be a college scout for us. Um, that that that's that's when you know he was he was a scout. That's that's the only thing he really did for us. Um, he was defensive coordinator at the Eagles last year. So um, it's inter- It'll be interesting to see what direction he goes. But I think he's at the stage of evaluating everyone at this point and seeing who's worthy of getting a new contract. So I think um, the Cardinals are maybe a work in progress and I think they, they 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 need to maybe draft savvy this year um for to try get to try build off off a foundation and then maybe kick on next year I think would be the best choice for the Cardinals. And we then move on to the Los Angeles Rams who acquired tight end Hunter Long in a trade with the Miami Dolphins along with a twenty twenty three third round pick in exchange for Jalen Ramsey. That's it. There you go, Dave. So the Seahawks um, are there. So they, the Seahawks, <laughs> we, 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 we can actually skip over the Rams if you want, because they've not done right, anything. The, well, the only thing... They got yeah, rid of I a mean, great player. Um, we've already covered that. So I mean, Well, they've got rid of Bobby Wagner. They've got rid of Leonard Floyd. Yes. Jalen Ramsey's been traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Gay has gone. Riley Dixon is out of contract. Our long snapper, oh, I can't even say his name, Osric, I think his name is, uh, is out of contract. That's the worst um, one of the lot. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, During college, I think he was a tight end, so he's uh, moved on to being a long snapper. Um, and there, I think also uh, Deshaun, Watt, um, Deshaun Watson, no, definitely not. Uh, Robinson, who's our basically our massive nose tackle, who I think is one of the best in the league, being a run-stop nose tackle. Um, his contract is kind of up in the air, so I think he might be uh, out of contract as well. Leonard Floyd's gone. I don't know if I mentioned him or not. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and you know, we've got um, Rap, who's one of our safeties, is on the verge of going as well. We're, we're in a bad way, man. I'm not going to lie, we are in a bad way. And, you know, Stafford, <clears throat> Stafford's been out injured. He's had surgery. I don't know what's going to happen next year. I think Stafford could be, again, back to being like it was at Detroit. I'm really worried this year. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what McVeigh does. There's even questions about Aaron Donald. There's questions about McVeigh. I think Aaron Donald will come back for next year. I think when Aaron Donald retires, McVeigh might leave the Rams as well. So that's kind of what I'm expecting. I think that next year is going to be a long, bad year for us at this rate, unless we can somehow pull out some cap space from, well, from play, from spaces I can't really mention on air right now, uh, then we're going to be in a lot of trouble. So we'll see. Is the yeah. We have hope. I have nothing else but 
illogical hope at this point in time. There's always hope, as we see. So we then come to the San Francisco 49ers, who signed quarterback Sam Darnold to a one-year deal, base value of $4.5 Center Jake Brendel re-signed in a four-year contract to the max value of $20 Defensive tackle Javon Hargrave signed a four-year, $84 million deal that includes $40 million guaranteed. Kevin Givens signed a one-year extension. Tashawn Gibson, the safety, re-signed one-year, $2.9 million. And long snapper, nice one. Tabor mm-hmm. Pepper re-signed on a three-year deal that includes $1.5 million guaranteed. Love to see the long snappers getting their money. Um, 49ers, they signed Sam Darnold. They let Jimmy G go. They're in exactly the same position that they were beforehand, except it's Darnold instead of Jimmy. Who are they going with? Do we know? Do we care at this point? Do we want to wait and <laughs> see what not. happens in the I mean, off season? You've got a three-way shootout. Yeah, uh, I, I, and you know Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance's uh, mobility is better than Darnold and Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has shown a lot of reliability and Darnold's just kind of been thrown in there to mix it up. So that's going to be really interesting. I think the reason they've done that is because Purdy's not going to be ready for week one. I think they've all said that. Whatever his surgery he has to do, he's going to miss five weeks. Whatever it's going to be, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think they're thinking... And Lance won't be ready for the start of training camp, I don't think either. Don't think so. So I think they're getting a Darnold literally as a stopgap. Just mm-hmm. plug him in and see what goes. Getting rid of Jimmy G basically removes the circus, if you know what I mean. Because mm-hmm. Jimmy G has his fans and followers, regardless of where he goes. Um, and, you know, quite rightly so. <laughs> it's the, the, the man's win percentage is insane. Um, but... I think I think it's, that can be a distraction to some of these younger guys. So I think the Fortnite has actually done the right thing here. Bringing in Darnold, I don't know if that's the right thing, but I think it's the perfect position for him if he's ever going to get his career back on track. San right. Francisco is the place to do it. It's a quarterback's Absolutely. dream. Um, so what we'll do is we'll move on to our final team, Dave, the Seattle Seahawks. They re-signed Geno Smith to a three-year, $75 million deal, so he got Paid. Uh, defensive lineman Jaron Reed signed a two-year deal with a max value of ten point eight million, and then, oh my word! Mm. Defensive lineman Draymond Jones signed a three-year, fifty-one point five three million dollar contract that makes him thirty-five point zero two million over two years, including twenty-three point five million in year one from the Denver Broncos. I hate this. I despise it. The Cut the they cut Shelby Harris. They've released him. Shelby Harris, best hands in the league, is no longer there. And then he he went to the Seahawks as part of the Russell Wilson trade, and now they've taken Draymond Jones. We Broncos should re-sign Shelby Harris. That's what they should do because he's one of the best players in the league, one of the best defensive linemen in the entire league, and I stand by that till the day I die. Um but I'll get your opinion on it quickly, Dave. It's a final team. Final team. It's been a long podcast with over two hours. Mm-hmm. Again. Um, wife's going to kill me. So, <laughs> um, um, so final team, Seattle Seahawks. Just just give me your your uh, your view on this. Gino got paid. He absolutely deserved it. After the last season, I, it's hard to dispute that. Um, I, I think with Jones, though, 
I feel bad for the Broncos because I think that's a steal. It's an absolute steal. And it's, it's the, Seahawks, the Seahawks, again, are stealing and shafting from the Broncos. So um, it, that's that's going to be an interesting one, see if these two play against each other next year as well. Um, I mean, the, the Seahawks don't have, a, they don't have a lot of urgent needs. I think maybe they need a running back and maybe one or two to bolster their uh, their defense. But apart from that, I, I think they're okay, and it pains me to say that. I think they are okay because they profited last year off of teams getting injured, which was decent, but now they've got something to build on. So, sadly, I think you've got the 49ers and the Seahawks still sort of marching forward while the Cardinals and Rams are just sat on their butts crying. So that's pretty much the state of the NFC West at this point, and I'm not enjoying it. I'll be honest, I'm not enjoying it. And that is the end of our free agency wrap-up for this week. Oh my goodness, it was a long one. Uh, so wow. we, we only have time for very quick. Random stats. Yeah. So uh, I'll go first, Dave. My random stat okay. is, a, is a nice short one. You'll appreciate that. Okay. Very short. Now, the most touchdowns scored in a game by a single player is six. This has happened three times. The New Orleans Saints, Alvin Kamara, was the last person to do it in 2020. Mm. Gail Sears did it in 1965 for the Bears. And Dub Jones of the Cleveland Browns in 1951. Dub Jones. Love it. Uh, Are the only players to score six touchdowns in a single game. Okay, now, many players have scored five. Many more players have scored four. And, of course, countless numbers have scored three. But there's one player I'm going to talk about who scored four in one game, and his name is D'Angelo Williams. Because the Carolina Panthers have had two players scored four touchdowns in one game. Both of them have been D'Angelo Williams. And that is my random stat. Nice and short. Wow. So the only, nice the short. only two players to score four touchdowns in a single game for the Carolina Panthers have been D'Angelo Williams uh, in 2008, and D'Angelo Williams, in 2008, he did it in the same season. Wow. It's quite mm. impressive. I quite like that one. Yeah, there you go. Nice, nice and short. It is. I've also got a, quite a short one. Um, so there are six um, there, there are six players who have got um, touchdowns, more, more than 63 touchdowns prior to turning 24 years old in the league. And, you know, at, at quarterback. Okay. Now, pa- pa- passing, six, t- passing, or, or, or total. passing touchdown, yeah, passing and rushing oh, touchdowns. <clears throat> okay. Um, now, there are six six players that have scored 63 or more. Four of them are still playing in the league. Okay. So, first, Lamar Jackson. He is at 80, he, he is 87. 87. 87 touchdowns prior to turning 24 years old in the league, right? Now, that is 10 more than the next two, who are both in 77. And it's going to surprise you, I think, who the next two are. Can you take any guesses? They're both still playing in the league. Uh, 70... Mahomes? No, Mahomes is 10 on the list. Oh. Oh, 9, sorry. Mahomes um, is 9. Uh, right right division. Scored lots of touchdowns. For one of them. <laughs> you gone blank? You gone blank? Total blank. Total blank. Wow, okay. Okay, so joint second on 77 
Justin Herbert. He's already scored 77. Prior wow. to he, he came into the league age 21. Oh, so, yes, so he's 77. And the other player who has just signed a one-year $8 million deal, I think it was, to be back up to Derek Carr, Jameis Winston. Wow. That's an impressive stat. He's a second joint with Justin Herbert and a second only to Lamar Jackson. Um, so, yeah, there's an interesting stat for you there. Uh, Very 70, good. 70 for Dan Marino. And finally, rounding up the joint on 63 is Matthew Stafford and a player that I've never heard of, but I had to look him up. And he's 1975 MVP Fran Tankerton. Right. If uh, anyone, Fran Tarkenton, he's a Vikings legend. Not only he was oh, the giant, yeah. he was the original scrambling quarter. He invented yeah. scrambling. Prior to Fran Tarkenton, mm-hmm. nobody scrambled. Quarterbacks didn't run; they just threw. They did not run. Fran Tarkenton was unbelievable, and when he retired, he he was he was the, the Dan Marino of his day. When he retired, he yeah. owned every passing record and in fact i think it was marino who finally broke his records um so that's honestly look up some videos of fran tarkenton his some of his scrambles are ridiculous this guy was running around like an idiot in the backfield for like a full 10 seconds before throwing the ball and he had a cannon for an arm fran tarkenton was an incredible quarterback he he, he was doing it long before anyone else Oh yeah, I mean yeah. he had um, he had uh, forty seven thousand passing yards, and you know back back in the seventies and eighties, that's a huge number yes. uh, in itself. Uh, Three hundred forty two touchdowns to two hundred sixty six interceptions, and also thirty two rushing touchdowns with three thousand six hundred rushing yards. So big up Fran Tankerton. I've learned something about you, and he's still going today. He's eighty three years of age, yeah. and he's still kicking about. It's quite strong, so good for him and. You know, there's there's uh, you know other names on that list as well, like Cam Newton, Cal Murray, uh, Cal Murray, Kyler Murray, I should say, that are still you know they they they're still behind him. So I think it show it goes to show just how good he was, uh, at, especially with scrambling and able able to uh, extend each play when he needed to. Certainly was legend. Fran Tarkenton. Um, Dave, thank you very much. appreciate it. It's been That's a long all. one, but, but we got there it's in hard. the end. Uh, and thank well, you yeah. to all of you for for, for listening. And uh, don't forget, once again, you can catch uh, clips from the WinFL show on YouTube as well. We'll have those uh, uploaded very, very shortly. Thank you very much for stopping by. And we'll catch you on next week's edition of the WinFL show.